Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 166 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself? Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I'm wearing the douchiest sunglasses possible. You've also got screen reflection in your douchey sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to respond to the super chat that we got. Um, He said it was GLS Incorporated that said, Mary, no groovy last night on IRL. Um, you obviously didn't stick around for the outros because I literally said, like, thank you for having me. Like, it's been a groovy experience or something like that. So fake fan exposed. <laughs> so you got groovy and I, I didn't, I didn't catch of the end of the show. You got the, you, you did them proud. I keep my word. You do. All right. We got uh, multiple <laughs> guests today. First to my right, would you introduce yourself? What's up everybody? I'm Taylor. I've been invited back again for a second time and I'm really happy to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing good? All right. We've been, we've been talking a bunch before the show, or they've been talking a bunch before the show, but we got a, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. And the other guest, would you introduce yourself? Yo, I am Carter Banks, and I make music here at the Cast Castle. It's my first time back in the new studio with the new team, and I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me back, guys. You, you, were, uh, you were on, uh, buddy... Not a year ago, but like we weren't doing quite feels a year like ago. It, it yeah. feels like a year ago. Yeah, right? Definitely no, hasn't been a been, year been since the show started. It's been a year, probably. Uh, okay. No, since you were here, but you were here probably like five months ago, six months ago. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. before my time, so that's why I had to invite you back on. Exactly. Well, thank you, Mary. So we, <laughs> we had a bunch of stuff to talk about today, and we are going to get into first. Uh, I want to Thank you. I want to talk about um, uh, a media, an article I found that uh, spins a certain yarn uh, if you will, about um, equality in, in women in Hollywood. And then I want to contrast that with these other articles that show that there are more than a few women that are doing very, very well in an industry that is, uh, seems to be catering that direction now. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, evidence that I, I pulled up some other stuff that talk about where money goes in the home and how Hollywood spends its money. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the success of Andrew Schultz's comedy special. And I also want to talk about... Thank, thank you. you. I want to uh, talk about that in comparison to what's going on with Dave Chappelle because there is uh, still stuff going on with that back in uh, my uh, home state of Minnesota. And then after that, I want to talk about the absolute state of media uh, promotion in which they're using the concept of cancel culture once again as a lame mainstream marketing ploy, which is extremely annoying and depressing, but I will save it for when, when we get there. We got that. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of stuff. So if you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? I am more ready than I've ever been. 
Taylor? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Carter. <laughs> ready. Ready to go? All right. Let's get right into it. So the, the first article says, the highest paid actors list features no women in the top ten, uh, which is, of course, their job is to make, no matter how, what's going on, um, everything has to be bad, and everything is some type <laughs> well, everything of Everything has to have a negative spin on it, that there's so much more work to be done. There's so much <laughs> the funny thing and is it's never good enough. There was an article today uh, that I, I didn't really pull Thank up because it didn't really fit 100% with where I was going. Like, I try to fit everything into kind of like a, a, a – everything has to fit into like a topic sense, like that all the topics have to kind of fit together, right? Uh, and there's this one uh, from a disabled actress who was talking about there's more work to be done uh, in Hollywood. She, she worked in one of the Marvel movies, and I thought that might make for an interesting topic on its own, but – it was just a basically a press release, so I didn't really feel like there was much there for it yet. Uh, maybe in um, in combination with more announcements for further projects, we could get back into it. But you're right; it, it is one of those things where when you live through the the weird intersectional uh, uh, way of seeing the world, everything is kind of the job's not done, uh, and no matter what is what no progress small is made, victory or or milestone is ever celebrated. Because it's followed up by a new demand. Exa- it's a daily grind. Exactly. Yeah. So it says the highest paid actors list features no women in the top ten, uh, and the number one is uh, Tom Cruise because he's a, he's a contract genius who's going to make a hundred million dollars just he for is. his uh, his Top Gun Maverick role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, basically the article goes down here that you have to get down to number ten uh, before you get to I'm sorry to number twelve before you get to see who the uh, the first woman is in it. Do you is. think that this could be because male actors are, uh, they have more longevity to their yeah. marketability? They, ha- they are casted when they're young and old. All five of the top five have been famous since the 90s. The Rock yeah. is like the closest example and like, to like, he I was know the that late you, 90s. You always say like, oh, like men grow into their roles yes. more than than women can but that's not entirely true if you know both like tom cruise and dicaprio uh were casted very young tom cruise is an in leonardo dicaprio are an example of ones that were were casted very young i think that argument Mm -hmm. is made more for like people in television that end up doing roles as like they play the president and and maybe they get some roles as like a a bit part as an fbi agent when they're younger uh, or they they play a teenager uh, in their early twenties, but then they become more marketable later on. But I think more of this comes down to just the fact that uh, everyone's talked about the the gender wage gap, and that one of the biggest contributors to that is men are far more fierce in their bargaining and how they uh, how they negotiate contracts, okay. right? So I, I mean, think that but has shouldn't you hire people to do that for you anyway? Well, once you're at that level, well, I mean, at a certain point, he's going to tell his lawyer, "Look, look, I'm not settling for this also, amount. I'm not settling mm-hmm. for that amount." The whole conversation about the the gender pay gap is just it feels yep. so archaic I know to me. I know it's uh, retro I, w- I want to talk about uh, the the fact that there's a really interesting part of this that keeps coming back to the concept of fairness uh, when it comes to women in casting so the first one we have here uh, says that Margot Robbie is now the highest paid woman in Hollywood after a salary leak oddly enough for the Barbie movie which I can't believe has that much of a I just I don't see it I you, don't see do it. you have a problem with Ryan Gosling getting equal pay on I, this. I, I kind of do. I, I don't think, like, in, in a movie where, like, Barbie is the 
main character. It's not Barbie and Ken. It's not Barbie and Friends. It's Barbie. But this is also something where I, I don't even, I don't really need to pull up the article. When when they made the movie The Three Five Five, which was a, a generic uh, women are doing men's roles action flick that came out, spy movie that came out this year. I believe it was Jessica Chastain fought so that all of the women in the movie got equal pay. That's just not a quality that men value. I, so I, what solidarity? The the idea they are that, way more that, competitive. It's the, true. Yes. So so it says uh, Margot Robbie's salary for the upcoming Barbie movie has been leaked, and she is now believed to be the highest paid woman in Hollywood. And they mean by that they mean for acting roles, definitely not. I think there are executives well that are deserved making, because yeah. um, I've loved her and everything she's been in. She's great. She is an example where your name carries more importance than your gender. Her name, if you look at the, the, the people listed in the top 10 of this, Tom Cruise, Will Smith, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Dwayne Johnson, Will Ferrell, Chris Hemsworth, Vin Diesel, Tom Hardy, Joaquin Phoenix, Ryan Reynolds, Denzel Washington, Jason Momoa. Those are all what you would consider, at least now, A-list names, except for mm-hmm. maybe you could make the argument that Joaquin Phoenix uh, has recently made it there, but is more of an indie darling. Uh, with, uh, or the movies he made were more biopics, and he was, he was not a blockbuster movie franchise guy earlier on uh but chris uh will ferrell for spirited i don't even know what spirited is yeah i, I don't know what that is um Was that just released on a streaming platform, I, I have no maybe? idea but 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 will ferrell or even steve carell for uh for for minion steve carell's name is synonymous yeah. with what with the work he did right yeah so all of these people they built their reputation based off their name not just off their gender margot robbie has done the same thing and her name is synonymous with her work and many of the men on the list have been building their name for a lot longer. Right. Yes, exactly. But, like, the argument is that men are allowed to have more time to build up their careers in name recognition, whereas, like, I guess ageism or, or mm-hmm. like, rampant sexism is holding women back. And I, like, hate the tone of that, like, the complaining tone of that. But it it is partially true, at least. Mm-hmm. But has there been progress, like, in the bigger scheme of things, um, like, with... Um, Margot Robbie being 12th on the list is here, that here's progress the, at tw- all she she took a 12.5 million dollar payment for that movie and Ryan Gosling got the same I would like to know whether mm-hmm. that was uh her idea or whether that was the idea of the studio because if Ryan that was an Gosling. idea of the studio then that's like you know that that then props to his lawyer or his uh, his agent for getting him that deal but it does seem weird that she wouldn't get uh, the the higher the higher pay grade considering the movie is called Barbie and when you think of well, Barbie he's almost taking up like more than half or like all of the promotional photos for it right now I have found that very interesting the attention when, is equally on both when I get over the near vomiting that I do from seeing those images of, it's of, only of, because of, you hate that their skates aren't accurate uh, I, I hate that uh, I, I hate all of it it'll uh, be that's, interesting that's to see me. though why do you hate Barbie I have no it idea is, it is exactly 364 <laughs> days until Barbie comes out next year so we'll I have go. a countdown on my phone. You should put a calendar behind you. They started promoting a year in advance? They don't, haven't even started promoting it other than like a few shots like the one on screen now. Yeah. Um, but there's no trailer or nothing. They they just finished filming like the other day. I wonder if she will be like more of the lead character and him. Uh, she has to be. Uh, I mean, right? Like. Well, I hope yeah. so. But also Ryan Gosling was saying uh, something very cryptic about 
how the movie isn't what you expect it to be. Unless it is what you expect it to be. What if then they, it is. What if they made it like Winnie the Pooh, like Blood Honey? And, and it's Blood just, and it's Honey? A, it's a, you guys Barbie? Watch that? What if it's a Barbie horror movie and it's just her as a serial killer? I don't That'd think cool. it's going to be horror. Be I think cool. it is going to maybe I'd like right satirize Barbie. So 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 uh, then we have Millie Bobby Brown makes history for Reese. And now I don't know if you guys know who Millie Bobby Brown oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. she makes history uh, with the yeah, highest upfront salary, with uh, <laughs> the highest upfront salary for uh, an actor under twenty. Not a female actor twenty. Any actor. She's eighteen, right? She's yes. Yeah, so, so so it says the eighteen-year-old actor who was thrust into the spotlight with the hit supernatural series Stranger Things first took on the role of detective Sher- of Sherlock Holmes' sister Enola Holmes. Enola Holmes was a thoroughly forgettable. Netflix. Well, I be. I looked into this because I was like, I don't remember this coming out in 2020. Henry Cavill's in it. He plays Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was purely because it's only on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and it, I there's just you can pretend that there's enough hype for only a streaming yeah. platform, but like if it didn't have a theatrical release, most people are not going to hear Even about it, did, it. Sherlock Holmes is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and Sherlock Holmes Two is right up there with it. I. You hated Henry Cavill. I oh, no, he's talking about the Robert Downey Jr. Yes, he's talking about Robert Downey Jr. I I I haven't seen. Well, you it. can't write off the whole character, right? I don't know. Can Maybe I? someone else can I carry know. it. Better. I haven't seen it in a long Me. time. I don't remember it being you. particularly offensive to my sensibilities. But I love both the BBC Sherlock and I even love the the end or the the CBS version of Sherlock Holmes played by um, uh, I always forget that actor's name uh, Ro- uh, Johnny Lee Miller uh, with Lucy Liu playing Watson. I actually didn't mind that one even though it was a serialized or it was like a, a weekly it was like a procedural more than a, a Sherlock Holmes telling so uh, so she's good it says 10 million dollars for Enola Holmes 2 I don't remember Enola Holmes 2 netting that much positive I think they said it was like very very popular the first one was yeah. very popular but I think Almost attri- want to attribute that to the pandemic and people yeah. having nothing oh, else. Yeah. I remember the watch. Tiger King effect. I remember watching it and fe- being like that was mildly okay, and I remember watching reviews that all said literally the exact same thing. They're like, "That was fine." Yeah, yeah and then I the guess. second one is just supposed to be expanding on it. Like yep. now she's a professional detective and she has to solve a mystery that intersects with her brother's. And Whatever. every story is now pivoted. And this is what I mean by women are flourishing in Hollywood is that right. there are more stories now being told. Prey is coming out. Prey is the, the Predator prequel based on a female character. There are more stories being written and told about women than there ever has been in Hollywood before. So I'm not saying necessarily strictly on the scale of pay are they making the same amount of money as men. No. But there are more opportunities now given between 9,000 streaming platforms, uh, however many studios we have releasing movies. Uh, the general idea is that you want to market towards women because women control the money in the house. Like if you're married... Women are better consumers. Yeah. Like they're the ones who are marketed to. That's what I'm, Yeah, so, so they've kind of just moved that into the film and entertainment That's industry. That's kind of just, an archaic model because, yeah. Yeah. you know, women aren't really in the home... Uh, watching the the color TV anymore, but it's, they still are the the better consumers. They spend more money. And but then, then it, like a lot of times, I'll be looking through when we do box office breakdown. Some of the better sites, like like a box office uh, pro, will give you demographic breakdowns of who went and saw what movies. And the stuff that they're putting the women in these days are usually male dominated viewership, meaning your superhero movies and stuff like that tend to be a skew male, sixty forty. 
70 30 in in stu- or like, like black widow yeah well yeah did you like, say the viewership for that uh i wouldn't i would have to look what the numbers were for that but like when we when we talked about um top gun maverick i think that was it was 60 40 okay. or something like that so and then we also have this which is basically this i'm i don't boycott often but n- national treasure without nicholas cage is a no Brett is going to go on strike. I don't even care if Catherine Zeta-Jones is still kind of smoking hot. That's fine. That That's fine. I'm not going and seeing uh, anything National Treasure without Nicolas Cage in it. I'm not doing it. Uh, so it says Catherine Zeta-Jones plays a black market antiquity dealer playing cat and mouse games with a uh, with Jess, a dreamer dreaming of joining the FBI. It's literally, it's a, it's an immigration story. Uh, it's 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 kind of slapstick in, in like ham fist. Like you can literally picture the writer making it and and being like, it's like We're testing gonna. the waters for like how seriously can we make you take this storyline? Yeah. So, so it says uh, they literally talk about it here. Where the, it's uh, it says though not on hand for the San Diego Comic Con panel, Catherine Zeta Jones said via video dispatch that she loved the original series. Do you think that Catherine Zeta Jones actually loves the original National Treasure movies? I think she sits down and watches them at home. Maybe. Uh, I don't think Catherine Zeta-Jones okay, has yeah, the time. Give her the benefit um, of the yeah. doubt. It's possible. Um, okay. There are some I like hardcore Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Brett Cage is in fans. a ruthless mood today, just so you guys know. <laughs> but National Treasure, Edge of Mystery, focuses mostly on Jess Morales, played by Lisette Oliveira, uh, a dreamer studying for her citizen- citizenship exam. Jess finds herself on a National Treasure adventure, investigating the most Disney of plot points, her family's <laughs> mysterious past. It wouldn't be for Disney if it were, wasn't an ancient bloodline that holds the secret to what of course, going on a national treasure adventure is probably easier than immigrating to, the, to America. So Jess <laughs> takes the easier route to her goal of becoming an FBI agent. I just, I can't with the social. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Man, I can't that's do too it. too much. Not today. I can't do it. I, I'm just, I don't have the, the capacity to deal with the, the, the BS today. It's just, I, I read that. But, but the point is here that the women are getting these roles. And they said mm-hmm. national treasure is a traditionally was nickel. That is not even, that's not even a male role. That's a Nicholas Cage Right. Role. He's an antiquity mm-hmm. dealer almost <laughs> like by mm-hmm. habit. You can't, you can't like, like tell me that that's not, that this isn't an amazing time to make moot, to be in the film industry if you're a woman. I think, that, and I think that's a great thing. I do think they, that if it is the Holly, if it is the studios not paying them uh, the same scale as male, then that they're, they're responsible for negotiating better contracts or walking away. We talked about someone recently. Now I can't remember off the top of my head who it was who walked away from something because they just said, look, they, oh, um, Nev Campbell walked away from Scream 6. She said, look, they didn't oh, offer, yes, they yeah, didn't offer yeah. me enough money. I'm not doing it. I made five of these. I'm literally this franchise. If you're not going to pay me the money I'm but worth, I'm not doing it. But they decided to do it without her, Be- so... With, uh, yeah, so... so but it's th- not a good sign. No, well, the thing, the... the to, now the actors we just listed, like you said before, those actors came carry name recognition that that holds extreme monetary value. And she doesn't. Uh, and she does, but in general, for uh, for a horror f- film, they cost so little to make that they make their money back anyways. Mm-hmm. With a big budget movie, they need that name attached to it to to draw in viewers. And the thing yeah. is, here is uh, uh, men need to. Uh, underst- or women need to understand that the men that negotiate for these contracts that all of us eventually all men and women will be replaceable because the IP will sell the product no longer people I mean is that true because when I was looking at Millie Bobby Brown's situation she has an amazing deal for Stranger Things yep. Um, where she just like got exponentially higher salary every season she got like 20,000 per episode in the first mm-hmm. then like 300k Per episode or something equivalent to that um, in pounds in the third season, and I 
I don't even know what now. Um, and like that also made me wonder about the other cast members of Stranger Things. I think that's one that's very much based in the cast. And if they switched out the cast members. Yep. Right. Do we know what the it, other it, ones were making? It wouldn't be the IP that carried it along. But one day they will reboot that. Netflix isn't old enough yet to reboot. Oh Eventually, God. these properties Please will be no. rebooted. Please no. It, like, or there will be... I don't want them to do there, that. And spin-offs and all these things. things. What they want is to make the properties so all-expanding that the people involved are just side characters, right? So, yes, the, uh, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character matters. Yes, Nev Campbell's character matters. But does it matter enough where the name of that property doesn't sell the product itself? Nobody goes to... Like, Marvel movies have been on a downslope now. Uh, they're making their money back, but they're not making nearly the amount of money uh, that they were making when the actors with that name recognition pushed the product forward, meaning a Robert Downer Jr., a Chris Evans. Uh, now when you watch Captain America, uh, Anthony Mackie is a fantastic actor, but they should have made a Sam, uh, Sam uh, a Falcon movie, a Sam Wilson movie. They don't need to turn him into Captain America, but they won't do that because they need it to be about the IP and not about the people. So I don't like the idea that they're making this about men and women when really at the end of the day, men and women will both be expendable because it's the corporation that will have all the power, that has all the power. I don't even know if it's the name recognition, though, that they're depending on because, like, again, in the case of Stranger Things, I don't think it's any of those actors' names that draws people in. It's just their performances. They didn't have name recognition before. Mm -hmm. People grew to love their roles, only that. I also believe that there's a, a fundamental it's, it's difference. It's actually, actually, Stranger Things is like rather a generic story. And I think it's, a, I think there's a difference here between studios putting things out in theaters that require massive budgets beforehand where they have to make their money back through that one project, not through the whole streaming service. Meaning like we talked about Netflix saved like the, what was it? Reed Hastings said Stranger Things literally saved Netflix in this quarter by splitting the season into two parts to keep people subscribed for more than one And their CGI month. was terrible. So uh, they must not have spent a lot on mm-hmm. that. So uh, the idea is that in the theaters, you still need that big name guy. Uh, with, with, with these big budget movies, yeah. you still need the big name guy. The Eternals had Angelina Jolie, but she, it was marketed as, a, uh, as an ensemble cast. Would but, Ryan Gosling not be that with the gray man? Uh, you mean Barbie movie? Gray Man's Netflix. Yeah, uh, well, I, again, like, why is that not a theatrical release? Then they did. He a has week, the name. They did. A, they did a week for uh, a week because net, it's just not Netflix's business model to do theater releases. I just don't understand that. Uh, there, it, there's more money to be made for them to get you to subscribe and then forget that you're subscribed than there is to send you to a theater. Like that's so <laughs> sleazy. It, I, it is. It I is, think it you is guys extremely are, sleazy. I think you guys are both right, though, that the big name matters, but obviously, like. In some cases, it's all about the performance, but also like the big names have the big names because of the performances. Let's yeah. look. Well, let's let's look at who, what they got these. Uh, so so for um, um, Millie Bobby Brown, it's for Enola. It's for Enola, Enola Holmes too. Yeah, uh, she sells that, I guess. But to right. me, you're if you're watching Enola Holmes too, you're not watching it for Millie Bobby Brown. You're watching it because you're scrolling through Netflix and you're like, okay, really? maybe the first one. But, but I think people Stranger- are definitely coming back to it for Millie Bobby That's Brown. That's the only now. reason yeah. I would watch it. But uh, when it comes to uh, um, you're wrong, Brett. When it comes, no, I'm not. I wouldn't watch when it. When it comes so it really to Margot Robbie, when it comes to Margot Robbie, I do believe there's something like, for Harley Quinn. She sells that character of Harley Quinn, right? She is that okay. character. So I do believe that name recognition matters, to, regardless of of your gender. See, I feel like 
there are some names that I like the actor or actress so much that even if I'm not interested in the movie, I'll watch it anyway. Right. Just because I like them. I know see that how it, it'll be a it. good performance. Like which ones? Like even with um with Margot Robbie, for example, I really liked her in um uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I really liked her in I, Tanya, and I wasn't particularly interested in watching her as Harley Quinn, but I did anyway mm-hmm. because I like her that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is big right now, so is Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt is a fantastic example of somebody who is very, very, very um, in, uh, studious. And, I'm and surprised Anya Taylor-Joy isn't she, she's up in this at, list. She Where is. is she she's, at? The very, she's at the very bottom uh, for, for, your, uh, for the Mad Max prequel that they're making mm-hmm. uh, for $1.8 million. So And Jamie Lee Curtis for Halloween Ends for $3.5 million. Just think about that. $3.5 million for the Halloween franchise, which is, uh, I don't know if it's a billion-dollar franchise, but I'm sure between all of the movies, it absolutely, it absolutely is. Oh, but those talk about low budget, too. But th- yeah, yeah, those movies just don't cost a lot to make. So. I, like, we could make that I know. street blocked just off. Just buy a <laughs> Halloween days. mask and a fake knife and so yeah okay so 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 to me uh i don't think it's about gender as much i I think actually to your point your argument for tv maybe more so even because on tv uh if you're if you're sticking to actors that just work in that realm there's a lot of actors on television that probably would come off as like uh, people wouldn't know what i'm talking about because they're just weird like lower lower tier actors that i love because they're doing uh network television and i have a uh, i have a real appreciation for blue collar acting which is like they work insanely like if you're on a network television show you work nine months out of the year you work uh 18 hour days six days a week that is blue collar work in a lot of ways like even if you're not always acting you're on set you have to meet call times and stuff it's a lot of work right mm-hmm. so uh i just think that there that hollywood has a tendency to want to make this about or at least i shouldn't say hollywood the media that uh, promotes Hollywood has a tendency to want to make it some type of intersectional issue that maybe there's aspects to it, but I think there are a lot of factors that contribute to it, not just what your gender is. Mm-hmm. So. Super Chats? Yes. Goofer Trooper said, Mary Illisum, thanks for saying groovy last night. See, somebody got it. At least someone's grateful. Dizwiz said, good to see Ian took the co-host in PCC. Never liked... That Maria girl, not that she ditched my proposal. I don't understand that. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. So, I'm no offense, guys, but sometimes like these just come off as schizophrenic because like we don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Curtis Terry said, "Mary, how was it meeting MTG? Now I'm calling your boss and company, and by extension you, PCC, and all its regulars, for pushing misinformation." Well, that's what we're, we're big fans of that here. Uh, this this is a two parter. <laughs> On the website, receipts at Curtis J. Terry on Twitter. While the subject is unimportant, the ethics are, and as a former edgelord, that states you? Uh, and then he continues down here. Um, okay, there, it's a four-parter. Yep. Okay, cares about, <laughs> states you care about ethics. I'm sure you're going to refuse to go back on IRL or lock yourself in the studio. Wait, you already do that. Until <laughs> this is corrected... And the reason I'm not calling you out, Taylor, is because... Wait, calling out Taylor is because she's amazing and just got hired. This has left me speechless. Like, MK book... Michael Knowles. Michael Knowles book, now available in... (laughs) In what? In PB? What are they talking about? I have no idea! I I think it was a really long-winded way of... 
uh, taking the joke from last night out of context and making it sound literal, and then oh, like the joke about Ian? All, no, about you being locked in the studio and being fed very oh. little food while Tim has. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> I did not pick up on that. I, 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 I gotcha. wasn't there last night. <laughs> and there's one more up there. Uh, there's another one up there. Unknown said Carter's studio sesh is why I like the vlog Perfect. or watch the vlog. That's nice. Thank you. Kilted Carnivore said, trucking through a bad service area today, so can't watch live today. Can't wait to see the album next month. You all rock. Tell, uh, uh get any updates on the album? Oh, God. Yeah. It's crazy. In what I way? got a lot to do. Been doing a lot. You're always Nine, busy. Dude, I'm looking at this like at the end, I will be not <laughs> as busy, but yeah, we're shooting a music video, um... It's a hard release on the August 21st. And I made it nice. two months ago. I'm sticking to it. Uh, everyone's on board. Nine songs, eight or nine. Um, it's it's crazy. It's very good. And uh, yeah. You seem exhausted. I'm exhausted, but I'm also <laughs> really excited. I've never been more good. excited about a music project in my life. So. I love that nice. feeling. Exhausted, yeah. but excited. That's how I can work so much. Yeah. <laughs> Caper2x said, Mary, I witness your groovy moment. Hooray. Now, Brett. Let's rake Carter's pockets for some PCC music. Oh, just after he said he's like tired out of his mind. We, we do he said need also a, Howdy Taylor. We do need howdy. a Podluck theme song. Podluck theme song. We need a, a Podluck theme song that I can hit a button, uh, like a soundboard that will play when I'm uh, when I'm about to start Podluck our Podluck segment. Also, this isn't a super chat, but they said. Only if Barbie has a Chucky personality. That would be cool. I, what if they made the movie where it wasn't exactly live action, but it it sort of made them look mechanical and doll like. I don't know. What like it that looks would be like. perfectly creepy. I think. Um, like uncanny. uncanny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Um, Goofer Trooper said, Maybe. "Hope People we get be- a Podluck theme song soon, Carter." And Mary, since Ian might have forgotten it, can I count on you to help me bring back Groovy? You can't count on me. I don't like it that much. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I did it one time. That's it. Um, And no promises on a podluck theme. Nathan Settlemeyer said, Mary looks like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Thank you. How do you feel about that? I think that's a compliment. I think she's pretty. Okay. Um, Jonathan Harris said, I'm not familiar with the movie industry, but are women now getting more actual lead roles versus supporting roles that they've been getting? Yes. The, the three, five, five that I mentioned earlier is a good example of a movie that, or even like, uh, uh, even not just acting, but directing. The other example I was going to give is somebody like Elizabeth Banks who made the horrible Charlie's Angels reboot, but then also, uh, as she directed that, uh, and was in it and felt like an extreme vanity project for her where she's like literally in a different dress in every scene. It was like literally a movie where they spent millions of dollars so she could play dress up. Uh, and then she did the invisible man, which was above average for what it could have been given that it's a remake. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more um, uh, opportunities in Hollywood for people that aren't uh, what used to run the industry. I just don't like the idea that they make it seem like no progress is it. They love to brag when they can brag, but then the next article comes out and it's like that never happened. And then they're back to bragging again. Then it never happened. Then they brag again. Then it never happened. And it's like, it's like maybe I'm going nuts from reading stuff all day where I'm like, like no progress has been made. And then the next article you read, it's like the 100 most powerful women in Hollywood. And I'm like, huh? It doesn't make any sense, right? So it's like... It you have I'm, to keep all narratives running simultaneously. <laughs> exactly. And it all makes sense. Don't question it. 
uh, Hobbit said, I'm late. Any of my three bets fulfilled yet? Um, no. There may be one later, but I have a tendency to, I, I, I kind of just want to ditch it just because I don't want to, I don't we'll want to, I don't want to fulfill mm-hmm. it. Goofer Trooper said, I imagine she'll be the <laughs> secret queen of America. For, uh, I'm guessing they're in re- reference to the national treasure uh, oh. part we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Probably. Uh, there's also, the, what's the Viola, T- the Viola Davis movie coming out called The, the, the Woman King. Oh, which yeah. Th- there's a word for that. Mm-hmm. Queen. <laughs> I mean, I get that that's I know. supposed <laughs> Sorry, to be, like, Brett. the artistic point. I know. Whatever. It's pretentious. Hobbit said, hashtag based Brett. Finally, some love for Brett in the chat. Um, Blue Heart said, have a blessed day, you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. Nymechwork said, Brett, I'm glad you liked my power armor pick. <laughs> DM'd you a vid, too. Unlike us, the progressives can't say they have power armor and giant robots in their culture. He, Lotus was, eaters think it's cool too. It was actual, like it was crazy. He has it, giant robots. It, it, the the power armor looked like a transformer. Is that those what? dogs that were robots? Uh, Never mind. Uh, it was like Wait, what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, like the the military grade. Yeah, I mean, I ro- saw robots, something the yeah. other day. Just forget I said anything. This yeah. guy it, apparently has giant robots, and he wants to make them fight. Um, huh. Jonathan Harris said, is it possible some actors played their roles so well that we can't separate the actor from the character, i.e. RDJ Tony Stark? Yeah, he, he's having a hard time moving on. Like, he did Doolittle after after the, after the he left Marvel, and, and oh, but it was bad. Uh, that mm. uh, most likely through no fault of his own, like it was just a bad movie. But he's going to be in the upcoming uh, Robert J. Oppenheimer biopic uh, from Christopher Nolan, so uh, we'll have to see where he goes there. But there are definitely uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, was pigeonholed for rom coms for the longest time. So he started, mm. and I almost brought this up earlier, True but he started saying no to all the roles, and he didn't get any work for a year, and then he finally got one that wasn't a rom com. True, so. True Detective, season one. Possibly. Yes, uh, he did, uh, which is uh, it's very separate from the, the work he had done previously. I also believe that Hugh Grant is going to play like a bad guy in a Marvel movie coming up soon, and I don't know if there's anybody more pigeonholed than Hugh Grant, probably. Yeah, I don't back think in, he ever broke out of the rom-com uh, scene, but uh, we'll see. Back in the day, but but he's absolutely right that there's a lot of people that do just, they find themselves in a, in a certain role, uh, and then they, I mean, Chris Evans has done very well to not be just Captain America, though he'll always probably be Captain America. Uh, he's Thank picked you. his roles well since leaving Marvel, in my opinion. Has Nicolas Cage ever done anything that isn't like a Nicolas Cage thing? Um, it's a bizarre question because it's kind of open-ended. But. Did, did you see the unbearable weight of massive talent where he literally no, plays Nicolas Cage? He's literally he is. I think Nic- it's better to be known as playing yourself in yeah. everything than playing a That's character. That's kind of what he everything. does. I uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is kind of that way. He's um, yeah. You know where, where you where you. Uh, I would say even Tom Cruise is kind of that way. Go 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 go. Gotta go go go. Yeah yeah. That's yeah. that's Jeff Goldblum, and I'm fine with that. Like that's that's fine. <laughs> Chef Goldblum, Jeff oh. Goldblum. Jason Fitzpatrick said, "Thanks y'all for giving me an afternoon show to watch while I work." Yep. Well, you're very welcome. Uh. Thank you. Crisis party. Thank you. Dizwiz said, sorry, that was my alter ego's awful super chat. Uh, and Francisco Sanchez is right. Uh, uh, I, I said Elizabeth Moss, or I said Elizabeth Banks for the Invisible Man. It was Elizabeth Moss, so thank you. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is, is kind of awful, but uh, Elizabeth, she did do the the um, uh, the Charlie's Angel reboot that I just, I, I really hated that movie. So uh, Invisible Man was, was plenty serviceable. Thank you, guys. They also brought up uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock, which is fair. 
uh, yeah, like uh, some people are uh, are are fairly big fans of, of him as Sherlock, and I know they're working on a part three, if I if I remember correctly. Um, in the chat, somebody would have to let me know. Um, Bad op said Brett is like Charlie Kelly connecting the dots to Pepe Sylvia. Do bow bow chicka chicka chicka. What? Uh, bow bow chicka wow wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think Well we, that's not what you typed We, we also um, <laughs> That is not what you typed <laughs> We also missed something today We missed something very important We missed Chet Hanks How could we have forgotten We forgot We forgot Oh Chet I Hanks. feel terrible now we're, Well it's time It's time Alright guys So we do have Chet Hanks news today uh, We have our very own update So if you guys are ready Check this. We're, we're gonna We're gonna get into it uh, Chet has some advice for us today And he gets pretty emotional In this one so uh, be prepared. It's and heavy. It's and there heavy is stuff. Um, a language warning. So if you, if you have young ones in the room, you may want to cover their ears. Um, but if you want to uh, stay sober and get jacked, please continue listening. Check this out. I'm not like this because my daddy didn't love me. I love my pops. My, I always knew my pops loved me. That's not why I turned out this way. I turned out this way because of the fucking hate, the negativity, the jealousy, the envy, the fucking resentment that I got from the fucking world everywhere I went, thinking that my life must be perfect, thinking that I'm not allowed to fucking be in pain just because I'm someone's son and the fucking resentment, the jealousy that I got directed at me, all the negativity directed at me, just pouring at me, and I felt deeply fucking unprepared to deal with it. Fuck a little rich, spoiled pussy, just like they said, with no life experience. So I went out of my way to get all the fucking experience I could. And it almost fucking killed me, but it didn't. That's God's grace. Now I'm here. And now all you motherfuckers that doubted me and hated on me my whole life have to watch this shit. Have to watch what the fuck happens when I do this shit every fucking day. Let's get it. Um, Ma- Mar- it's actually such a powerful he's delivery, awesome, dude. He, he's uh, he he's <laughs> incredibly freaking awesome. Okay, this this is the way like, the camera shakes when this, he's yelling. I like, like that he's just walking around. around right? Like, yes. Like, like, if I were if like, I were getting into my you? car and I saw this guy, I'd be I would like lock the door. Speeding up, getting the heck love out you, of there. Chet. But I would lock the door. <laughs> You're like. You save that type of speech for like when they're making a documentary about you and there's like a camera set up. And they ask lights. you a really poignant uh, question. And, they, and he's just he's just, he's just walking around outside at, at in the morning. He wakes up at like four in the morning every day. He writes his affirmations. I, I found, he's my favorite person on Instagram right now. He's my absolute favorite person on Instagram. And he delivers these messages that are unbelievably deep and I guess like work through what you need yeah. to work through Seems if it's to be off 5 the cuff too. Can, can I if if I'm going to give at least a uh, uh, project from my own life experiences it feels like someone who is recently sober to me when when you get newly sober and you've been numb for a very very long time you get these waves of emotional resonance that come out in very very harsh ways if you if you uh, are learning to express them again and when he's turned that type of feeling into part of his business model I feel that he is kind of uh, it's becoming a perfect storm almost I am hoping someday soon we are going to find out firsthand <laughs> from Chet We're what trying. this all means we, we want Chet here we want Chet here yes so we're, we we're, love we're you, Chet. We, we love Chet here. Oh, there's some more super chats. So let's read those for uh, them. Yeah, one from Riley Cadvertis that they retracted the message. But thank you. Thank you though. Waffle Sensei said, "Never forget Chet." I, I we will never. I'm not on my A game today, guys. Uh, I'm not we on my apologize. A game. Um, Nikki Hilly said, "Showing my support for PCC and paying my dues for the Carter Fan Club." 
Nice. Are there? Is, Thank you. What's the monthly fee for the Fart Carter Fan Club? It's free. It's free. It's always so, free. So that was a. So it's a donation, not a requirement. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. So it's voluntary. So it's a. It's a cult, though. Uh. Yeah. We. Okay. Uh. Do you guys meet up and like dress in all white? Yeah. We, like Jared Leto's in charge right now, but you know we go hang out with him on his island. And Perfect. Okay. Cool. Uh. Hobbit said, "Forgot C H." Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks. We must have a lecture on Harry Styles as punishment Ooh. for this oversight. I am. I'm opting out of that lecture. Uh, we Please, are not, no, Doctor Valencia. He, I am not taking the Doctor Valencia course. He's on already Harry running to the studio. No. What's going on with Harry Styles? Uh, he, there's a course you can take a course on him in college now. A course on Harry Styles. Yes. Why? Yeah. What about? Uh, it's looking at Marx, questions of gender, <laughs> sexuality, globalism, consumerism, fan culture, internet culture, masculinity, masculinity, masculinity. Uh, what else? Literally everything through the lens of Harry Styles, it taught by Dr. Valencia <laughs> at Texas State University, oh God. associate professor of digital history. My state. Are there like other courses on other celebrities? I, that, that's a thing. There, there have been. Beyonce's had yeah. courses. I know there I have been. I can see why they would do Beyonce, though. It seems like a Harry Styles fan who's just like dedicated no, his life to like. He literally said studying he is Harry a, he's like a mega fan of One Direction and Harry Styles. <laughs> he like lost his mind during the isolation of the pandemic oh, and God. wrote down this whole course, and they're letting him do it because he has tenure. We should uh we should go pretend sit in on the one course. of us is Harry Styles, reach out to him and show up to like be a guest lecturer. I wanna I wanna make yeah. uh, I, I had another point to make to our original discussion that okay. actually connects back and in, in not Brett trying to actually have a real conversation. <laughs> Jessica Chastain actually kind of points out what I pointed out earlier. When when she talked about getting everyone equal pay on the three five five, she says a lot of times our names are used to sell movies. And that's how the money is raised for them. She told Shape Magazine in her cover story. So I thought if our names are being sold, then we, ought, uh, then we need to be the owners of the film. If we do this movie, you're going to have to agree to sell it because, it's, uh, it, because you will be an owner. So the idea is that they're producers on the movie. So if you're a producer and an actor, you're, it incentivizes you to promote the movie really, really well. I don't think they promoted the movie really, really well. I think they promoted the movie divisively and stupidly, but <laughs> what do I know? Uh, so she continued, I don't know if anything like this has been done before, and honestly, I'm a bit shocked I got away with it, but hopefully it creates a new model in which artists can own their own work. So they talked about them working together, equal pay for them to sell the movie. I, it went to streaming very quickly, so I don't think it made a whole ton of money. Like It was on streaming within like three weeks. So it didn't do the best, but it, it, they, they talk about it. your name sells the movie. Unfortunately, the names in that movie, those aren't the Tom Cruises of the world, the Margot Robbies of the world, the, the rocks of the world, though I guess he can't use Nicholas the Nicolas Cage of the world. Did you know that John Cena has to give money to WWE every time he uses his name? They really? Own it. They, <laughs> even they name him? Even though it's his real name, they trademark it. They, they, he has to, they, they get a cut of anything he makes. That's literally insane. I'll just that's, change my name. I know you mentioned that before, but like... Yeah. When wrestlers... Uh, well, that's a lot of wrestlers. They, they have their names. They, they like, Even if they have a, a stage name that they use in another promotion, like a, a ring name... But like, where else is that applied? Uh, that's never... So the, What other industry does that? He's not the rock. He is... Uh, it, well, it's not an industry. It's a company. So, I mean, it's a sport, but it's that industry. Sure, it's but just they have a monopoly on the business. Is but, it a sport, though? Uh, yes, it is. It's very dangerous. Yes. <laughs> I will argue with people forever about that. I, I've actually, it's real. I've actually gotten the opportunity to take like wrestling bumps and to do that 300 days a year while traveling is insane. Like it's insane. So mm. 
Uh, they are uh, okay. If not a sport, they're athletes. What about NASCAR? Do you think that's a sport? Yes, I do. Really? Yes, I do. Oh, we've got to talk about this. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty physically involved to to race around a track hundred times at a speed that could kill you uh, if you if yeah, you screwed like up. Yeah. I mean, anything could kill you if you screwed up. We have an elitist <laughs> here to here my we go. left. Uh, there's an elitist here. Uh, Dizwiz said. Uh, oh, did you already read that one? Uh, Ch- oh, Ch- Chet's WWE. WWE promo looks sick. Does look like that. It did feel um, like a WWE promo. JM said he's giving off Shia LaBeouf do it vibes. Uh, and uh, hopefully without the creepiness of Shia LaBeouf. You know what I was getting from that? You remember that video? Um, like gingers have souls. Mm-mm. I was getting a little bit. Oh of that. yeah, like, yeah. The way that he was like but shaking like, the camera and getting. Oh, he is rather unhinged. Yeah, isn't like, he? We're gonna save the rest and we're gonna move on to the next one. We're gonna, we're okay. gonna keep going we're, and we're gonna move on. So, all right. So, wait. I'm sh- sorry. But, the, just this one is so good. Okay. Go for Chris it. said, "I want Chad to yell at me while I'm working out, throwing <laughs> hot dogs at my face and calling me fat. Such motivation." He has Hank's Fit, which is a literal program of self mastery. You can sign up right now. He go needs to, to go to collab with Soldier Fit. Yes, he does. Dude. Dude. All right, so Make we're going to move on. Andrew Schultz is proving literally everybody wrong right now, which is uh, insane. Uh, if you remember, we covered uh, Andrew Schultz bought his special back from a streamer that has not been named, as far as I know, has not been named. Uh, and he paid uh, a hefty sum for it. In his original statement, said that he leveraged his life savings to buy back this special from the, from the unnamed streamer. And since then... He has made three times his money back. So he is uh, having the last laugh all the way to the bank. I bought it last night. I'm going to watch it tonight. When we first mentioned this guy uh, and his special, we were wondering, like speculating about what he meant by spending his entire life savings on this special. Because he was fairly successful to begin with. Because so how I don't know much what, is that? Yeah, and I is that know. really true? I don't know. And then we also speculated as to which streaming platform it was. I thought that was going to come out eventually it just it like does seem a little bit potentially astroturfed for marketing i i think me and you are just also very very like we're too cynical we're very cynical like when i was watching his promotion for this he did a thing where he uh on he went through like Times square and like played the special for 50 people and then filmed their reactions as they're Mm. watching it he's a genius marketer he's he's very very good and he's doing it all himself he says and and the pro and the hard thing is that there's another really good article that said the future to conquering censorship is ownership meaning that you need to own your own material. We know this now with what's with the success of Eric D. July's comic book for the Ripiverse for Isam number one, mm-hmm. which just passed three million dollars. Really? Independently yeah. done on his own, three million dollars. Wow. Uh, it proves to you that you cannot fake organic interest from people, but you have to take the risk of actually investing in yourself, which really just goes back to what every lame channel on Instagram that talks about getting wealthy uh, or being successful is like, eventually you have to take a risk if you want to succeed. And that requires a risk from the audience as well. They're taking a chance on you by, by buying your content directly from you rather than having the credibility of a larger platform behind you. And just kind of the harder work to do that. Like, like it's not never as easy. Like, like one of the things that I used to complain about with skate shops is they don't have like a, they don't have apps like Netflix. Like like if I could go on to an, uh, like a skate shop to a skate shop app and just buy stuff with a one button click thing, 
I would do that way more easily. But you go to the website, you put it in the cart, you sits in the cart. Once you see the tax added, you look at the final price, you're like, eh, do I really need it? And then I don't buy it, right? Like this. So if there was a faster and more uh, uh, easier way to actually get the product, it would be a lot easier to sell stuff, but they have to do it through their own websites. So people have to be very engaged to find the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of people were on his Instagram, like, look, I couldn't find it. I need to find, like they had to, he had to keep linking people to his website. It's here. It's here. The link is here. The link is here. That's a lot of work and you're doing it all on your own. But it paid off yep. and good for him because I think that we're going to see more people taking it into their own hands <sighs> because of censorship and not being allowed to say what they want to say. And He's not have- the first comedian who has been criticized for their comedy, that's for sure. No, no, we just uh, just yesterday we talked about Dave Chappelle and in, in the uh, hilarious state of which the the state of Minnesota, my my home state, uh, it was protesting outside of First Avenue telling him, and it's a little different because he's like mm-hmm. a gazillionaire yeah. who then sells these to Netflix for, you know, for a premium, right? So uh, that's a little bit different, but it's still about if he wanted to, if Netflix, if, he di- if Dave Chappelle didn't have the platform he had and he wanted to release it himself, he would have to take that risk and put it out himself yeah right that's really funny i have a, a fr- uh, friends in minnesota who have been sh- posting videos of like pr- like at the protests people and he, he was posting it and like he was like he put a hashtag all the all the hashtags like trans uh transgenderism this this and this and then hashtag uh uh support black art so he, he's like he's like literally trying to be like as neutral as possible mm-hmm. like why are you being mad you're, you're not supporting a, a black artist because they're, they're showing you but it's like insane that you have to abide by their framing you have to regardless no matter what I think that's absurd yep uh, so it says uh, except the streamer demand so basically the idea was they asked him to edit out several jokes I'm excited to watch tonight and figure out which ones I think it was the uh, there was jokes on abortion that he made that they said that that was what they asked yeah, him didn't, to take out. Yeah, didn't he post those clips, only the ones about abortion, right? The, the ones about, like, living outside an abortion clinic in New York and how it was like a zoo? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I watched those clips, I didn't think it was that funny. I, I didn't think it was that edgy. Like, I, I, didn't I didn't think it was that edgy either. I, I don't know. I, I, I understand completely why a large streaming platform wouldn't want that content. Uh, I find his delivery to be what sells his work. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he's he's uh, he's got fantastic delivery and stage presence. That's what I think. Um, what I noticed about him is he engages with the audience a lot. Which he has a I lot think of a social media content. Likes. That's a good. Thing. No, I mean even during the shows. I don't know what the special would be like, yeah, but a lot of his stand-up, oh, he's oh, like yeah. interacting with yeah. the audience. Yep. Uh, so he invests three. So if he makes three times that back, and then we have to talk about. Uh, so there's Chappelle getting uh, getting. So there's the rage after the venue cancel show, and there's a whole bunch of backlash from people who are saying that it was stupid that they would do this to Dave Chappelle. Uh, but uh, what's better here? Is it better to be Dave Chappelle and be um, get the moved from one venue because Chappelle wins either way. He gets moved to the other venue and gets all this. Re- he you could not. If you're if you're a comedian and you're looking for free promotion, you could not find you could not create in a lab. I think that was like what what person said. You couldn't create in a lab better promotional material for him than the people who are protesting him right now. Yeah, that's the same deal with me. That's the reason why the whole sports issue blew up is because so many people came to hate on me. They started sharing it, but all their followers came to follow me and stopped messing with them and and you said and the same thing kind of happened to jamie right like yeah he, it, uh, it, it happens in a lot of instances so, so the idea here is that you have to be willing to be bold to t- and take a risk when are to, they going to realize you can't cancel dave Chappelle? it's uh, not going to happen 
He's grandfathered I, in. I don't think they believe that they have the power to cancel Dave Chappelle, but the motivation for getting this for this venue in particular canceling him was confused. Uh, I, I saw this tweet that said um, canceling the performance does not accomplish the narrow goal of stopping Dave Chappelle from speaking. The performance was merely transferred to an alternative location and all will be able to watch him there. Uh, if ever there was an example of virtue signaling, this is it. I don't think that the goal was to stop Dave Chappelle from speaking at all because they were fully aware. First of all, they wanted him at the venue. They just were afraid of getting backlash from yeah. Antifa and having their business yeah. physically like Assaulted. vandalized. Which, yeah. Okay, that... Okay, go ahead. But, go well, ahead. secondly, um, when... It wasn't an act of of like attempted cancellation. It was saving themselves from cancellation and Retri yeah, from being uh, from retribution. Sure, it, yeah. and then like then they posted that Instagram uh, explanation that was like retroactively yeah. apologizing for it. But um, they were fully aware that another venue was going to take him. Yep. They need to posture that was the goal yeah it was their posturing that they were doing they didn't think oh we're gonna silence dave Chappelle." and this has been happening like in minneapolis uptown uh the, i i follow i still follow a lot of like the local magazines and stuff up there huge like ever since george floyd um you have to put signs in your windows uh uh showing support for whatever cause it is this week otherwise they will come through they will graffiti your building they will break your windows uh and in minnesota if you don't in uptown if you don't fix the window within eight days the city comes in and and and, and covers up the graffiti and charges you Dude. for, for that. doing that so uh, that's fully state supported like organized crime that's a racket and that is and so i'm saying when 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 first ave comes out and and prostrates themselves before people it's not because they actually give a crap it's because they don't want to have a bunch of people graffitiing up their buildings suddenly it's it's yeah. it literally is organized. I mean, all I saw it's organized on, crime. <laughs> yeah, all I saw on First Avenue was chalk. Yes, graffiti. So, I mean, that's I think that's still is that still legally no, vandalism or no? But the point is, is that eventually, if they, they don't say something, there was it gets the, worse. Yeah, the silent threat of it. Exactly. They were just hoping to fly under the radar, so it's not. I don't have any respect for them anyway. Uh, it says Dave Chappelle is super rich and is going to be fine. I'm more concerned about the struggling comic just starting out who doesn't have fame and fortune. Yeah, that if you sucks. applaud first mm -hmm. after canceling his gig, don't get upset if someone else uh, does the same for their pet cause. This is what I was upset about yesterday. It was like it's not even so much that they canceled him; it's that they did it and then tried to make claims about freedom of expression and artistic integrity, and I just kind of lost it. I'm well, like, you're literally like it's 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 like they want you to not believe what's right in front of your eyes. Right. They literally say something that contradicts their actions. In entirely and then expect you to somehow support them it's like they want to please everybody but when they try to do that nobody's happy yep. and, everybody hates it and Chappelle said you know he understands that first avenue is a, a famous and historic institution uh that has supported artists of all backgrounds for decades and he's like you should still support them and i'm like i don't know if I don't know if I'd buy that anymore. I don't think you should. I don't think if, if, they're, if they will come down on you, they're going to come down on somebody a lot less affluent than you are mm -hmm. uh, just because they have views that you, don't, that you have views that they don't like. 
So no, I, I don't know if it's any more a, a venue that should be supported well, unless a, they yeah. actually live by their ideals. In a way, they kind of like gave him a little bump in the press. So maybe that yeah. was their plan all along. Yeah. Well, maybe we should support them for that. Yeah, he's getting free promotion, yeah. which is awesome. And we're going to talk about that more in a more cynical fashion next, which is the one that uh, that is absolutely mind-boggling yes. to me. So uh, do you want to do Super Chats? Yeah, Goofer Trooper said for Carter's Rockstar Fund. Perfect. Ooh, nice. More on that Thank soon. Uh, what else is there? Uh, oh, Oblivion Dan said, not gay, but if I was, Carter would be my jam. The highest hey, of compliments. That is the highest of compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay sent five dollars with no message. Thank you. I know Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Uh, Bloodborne uh, said, "Just started watching you guys yesterday. Great show. Have you guys talked about the Rip Reverse comics?" I yet? actually mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, he, I think that was like a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but no, no. When he reached just, a million, we talked about it. And, but we, it was just last week. Yeah, last week feels like a, 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 every Gosh. week. Doesn't it feel like time is? I'm losing track, but weird. we did talk about it when he reached uh, a million. But he just passed three yeah. million dollars on it. And he, like I said, that's like he spent a lot of money. Now he's a successful dude for for years. Like he was, uh, he wasn't just doing comics before or, or YouTube. He was in a band called Backwards. He was a, a contributor to the Blaze, uh, so he made money there. He had a very successful YouTube channel, and he leveraged all that money and spent two years building the infrastructure for this company that he's now starting, and he's reaping the benefits. I think the one of the problems is that people don't want to put, like, they want the, the fame and they want all the accolades, but they don't want to, they want the easy way, which is like, it's like Tom McDonald with his music, right? He makes a lot of money, I'm sure, but he has to make his own videos, do his own promotion. He doesn't have the benefit of a label to help him, so, but he reaps all the benefit financially. It's just a hell of a lot more work. Hmm. Well, you can either learn this the easy way or the hard way, but if you want something done... <laughs> when you want it done, you're going to have to do it all. Yeah. Do, uh, well, it's, it's, I mean, I think everyone, once they start something, they start to right. feel that way, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, I tend to be that way a little bit with yeah. the stuff. Like, I just do it myself. For sure. Yeah. Uh, James Orenthal Wynn said, Schultz and crew recently scrutinized Alex Stein's capital troll of AOC as hip to the culture as they are. It's a bummer that the joke went over their heads. I didn't I didn't see that. So I would have to I mean, go back and see that. Even Tim had criticisms for that until he found that it had like political ends met afterwards that no one could have ever predicted. Yeah. So I understand why people would think it's distasteful. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Bad App said is it racist when I se separate the whites and the colors when I do my laundry? It's um, very racist. Good question. I yeah, actually, you're canceled. I actually had a conversation with people here that said that they don't separate. Their, I don't. You don't separate your, your whites from your whites. That's. I think that's an antiquated practice from when like dyes were lower quality in like the 60s or something. I also do not separate my laundry. However... Have you ever seen me wear anything white? That's a fair point. And I throw my white I shirts away after, away after I wear them. So Well, it's also <laughs> like the, the white stuff that I own is just like towels, and it, if yeah. that even. Yeah. So, like, that's all garbage laundry anyway. So <laughs> garbage I'm putting a different. I actively avoid buying white clothes because I, I so know I, myself you spill too well. Yourself, right? <laughs> I, buy, yourself, I buy like you know. the six-pack or seven-pack of white tees, and then I just wear them skating, and then I throw them away. So when you always look like... Yeah, fresh. Yeah, they fresh. never come out as Fright white. When they, once you wash them, it never right. comes out the same. Plus, those shirts are thinner material because they're made to be undershirts, so mm -hmm. they're not really. Yeah, I throw they them turn away. into extra medium. <laughs> no, no, like I, I never, I never dry anything. I, I air dry everything. 
Oh, really? That's I crazy. Do. You have, like, clotheslines? No, I hang them on hang hangers and then in hooks in my room. Oh. I hang dry a lot of stuff, yeah. too. I don't even wash some we are, of my clothes. We are so off. Your clothes, are, your clothes <laughs> last What are we longer. doing? What are we talking about today? Let's move on. <laughs> Next one. Beastly Devil 777 said, Self-preservation in the face of a radically charged political group is the only choice for most of these business owners. They need to take a stand. My, my friend that... that posted like the video where he put the hashtags for both groups in there he's like i wanted to bring signs but i didn't want to get attacked i was like that's because they're cry bullies they will they will they will cry out in pain as they hit you that's uh it may be verbal hitting but that's that's what they do yeah yeah what about just getting better security at a venue if uh, you're worried about protests but also is the a, is that a dumb idea no well, it's the not. costs of security are True. pretty hefty and for first to have that 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 uh, problem comes tenfold because they don't want the bad promotion for their for their actual business either because it's such it's considered such a bastion of progressiveness the the venue yeah. is yeah. So it's like why high security <laughs> thank you oh, there uh, so much money going to Hannah Claire's right. bank account she today. is getting so rich she's gonna start like a lobbying super pack with all of this to bring back the Hartford Whalers thank you so much. Um, Hobbit said the Min Mafia has come to town. Thank yeah, the, you. The, the Minnesota Mafia. Uh, Nathan Koss says in Portland, a local Antifa cell got a contract with the city to clean up the streets, then attack the other groups who won contracts to do the same. Ugh. These people, man. Unavailable ID name said Streisand effect. Don't look over there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Johnny Beck sent us a GG. <laughs> With a thumbs up. And a thumbs up gif. Thank you for that. Thank you. Goofer Trooper said, You don't need to separate as long as you wash cold. Yeah. I never even wash them cold. Oh, what's, I use cold. What's the water. deal? If I don't you have don't, any you'll of my shrink colors. all your stuff. It, it never shrinks. I'm, well, then you're not it's washing. It's fake it news, truly. Carter. Jonathan Harris said, Mary, uh, the problem is when you bleach. That's a, that is the problem. All right. Uh, we are going to move on, guys. We are going to move on, and we are going to talk about. Uh, Cancel culture, as cancel we would say, culture. and what is now the very cynical use of cancel culture as a not just a marketing tool, but a pr not just a product, but as a marketing tool. And this, <laughs> for those of you me. who don't know, uh, Brett was absolutely furious uh, reading this article this morning. Like, I got angrier the farther down. It was down another I got. level. <laughs> okay, so the the concept here is that uh, cancel culture, when it's done correctly. Uh, is not to make you lose your job. It is not to uh, make other people dislike, the, uh, dislike you. The active goal of cancel culture is for you to kill yourself. That's what they want. That's what the activists on the internet want. They don't want you to be able to make I mean, has that happened? I, th there was the, Actually, yeah. The, yes, there was I the, get messages and, me and uh, comments like that all the time. But, yep. like, do they ever succeed? There was yep. the video game. There was the video gamer who, who did it after his ex girl. Uh, I don't remember his name, so I'm not going to call it. Yes, it has happened. The, That's but crazy. the point is, there's, they don't want you uh, just jobless. They want you homeless. They right. want you to end your life. That's what they want. And now, Hollywood, very cynically, because they're garbage garbage human beings that will use anything to their ends uh, have turned something as insidious and awful as uh, the concept of a bunch of uh, losers on the internet who want to get people they don't like who, who believe things that they don't believe to kill themselves and turned it into a product. And then I do not blame this on the actress in this article. I don't believe this is her fault. It's the framing of the way it's done in this Daily Mail article that I, that I hate very much. So it says, so often I don't say things I truly believe Naomi Harris reveals. Uh, she reveals that she censors herself because she's terrified of cancel culture in a cover shoot for uh, Amazing Magazine. So now, 
I, the first paragraph is her feelings, her generic feelings on cancel culture, which, like I said, taken to its final conclusion is to get people to off themselves, and then it becomes about a photo shoot, the whole thing, the rest of it. That's insane. So it says Naomi Harris. I, is, so it's the tone shift that bothers you. It's the you. tone shift. I'm like waiting for it to come back up because it's the headline, and it's just about what she's wearing. Well, when I was reading this, I thought like, in the beginning, okay, I get what she's saying. Yeah. I totally agree with this. And, I agree and then with it. once it shifted, I thought surely it's going to go back, and it, it never did. It just went deeper into what outfit she was wearing and that her, explains her why I got thin dusting of article. makeup and the shoot. And yeah, the point of it is that there is nothing to get on a right. topic that's extremely serious. I thought she had something interesting to say about like casting. Oh, yes. there is something no, in the, here about. Yeah, she um, said she explained that during her career, she steered clear of playing stereotypical roles and. The, said she admires her younger self for sticking to her beliefs despite being a so-called starving actress. I said, I'll only play roles that represent positive depictions of black women, which is extraordinary. That feels like, uh, that that does take guts to do because mm -hmm. you can't be that, like right now, if you're like, a, like if, you, if you like playing bad guys, being a middle-aged white guy, you are in heaven right now because that's like, it's like evil CEO, evil businessman, Evil politician, evil this, evil that, and that's like that's where, like I've told told this story where like a friend of mine um, showed me this video where he's like I feel bad for guys like Sterling K Brown. I I love this example where he was in This Is Us and he's they're like imagine he never gets to play any type of bad guy roles anymore because they wouldn't uh, they weren't going to hire uh, an African American guy to play villain roles these days because they just oh, weren't doing it for I a couple years. So he gets the role as like a kind of bad guy in the Predator movie. He's like chewing the scenery, he's chomping his gum really loud being a dick to everyone and he looks like he's having the time of his life while he's doing it but she says Naomi Harris has revealed that she censors herself because she is terrified of cancel culture and that she wants to be part of a society where there is a discussion I agree. I think she's, she's great in the article. It's just the direction they turn it yes. to. <laughs> so, so she admitted that she often doesn't say the things that she truly believes because she doesn't feel that she can voice her opinions in a safe space. I don't know if a safe space exists anymore. Uh, we're going to talk in a little bit about the Priscilla Presley thing uh, along yeah. with this. Uh, she, she told Amazing Magazine, I, hate someone's I may hate someone's opinion, but I'd rather be part of a society where someone, where, in which they are allowed to say it. So it's like the Voltaire quote, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll defend until death your right to say it. Uh, so she goes on. She says, so often I don't say the things I truly believe because I don't feel there is a safe space in which, in which to say them because people are so quick to call cancel. I think it's also people are quick to, uh, to take, your, take what you say, twist it, uh, and formulate it to fit their own, uh, the own narrative of what they're talking about. One thing that we do here is like uh, a lot of times we find these articles and it's, like, it's a lot of headline twisting and it ends up being a, a much, to, much ado about nothing a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. But does this feel like something that will get worse? And uh, I believe it will. That this will become... A, the marketability The marketability of cancel culture? Yes. Yeah, and I think it's complained about the most by the people who are the least affected by it. I don't believe that Naomi Harris has a whole ton of views that are going to get her in a lot of, of trouble. Course. I just And don't. like, once you're uh, in the position of a celebrity... Um, Really, the best thing you can do if you're in the position where people are attempting to cancel you is to ignore it. Mm -hmm. And then you you pretty much have your job security and your private life to yourself. What um, is not addressed is how cancel culture 
affects ordinary people yeah. who are become embroiled in controversies about things they did privately in their small lives yeah. that they never expected to become public information. And from these big, in a lot of the things that I've been watching lately, is a lot of people feel that it's it's dying out. The concept of cancel culture is dying out. Like a lot of people, Ricky Martin. At least the terminology. Ricky Martin like out. had the weird claims about having a, a, a sexual relationship with his own nephew, uh, and then he was cleared. Those in were rescinded. Yeah. And he was cleared in court, uh, and they said, uh, and his nephew retracted the statement. Uh, he didn't lose his job. Maybe because his, Ricky Martin paid off his old uh, manager then she was like okay uh told the nephew rescind your comments this is dealt with i don't know does this feel cynical to you the concept the naomi harris uh, comments or the way it was written the way it was written well sure but i mean what do you expect from media outlets i expect they have to make money I they have to get better. you to click on it, and you clicked on it, right? I, which yes, and that's why we're talking about it. Because if I'm, if I'm not going to get my five minutes back, then I, I'm going to at least make a topic out of it. I'm I'm glad that you can you know express your anger here. Yes, that's this is a safe space for you. <laughs> it is cynical because it seems like they're use like cancel culture. Thank you. As a thing has become so um, prevalent that they're now using it as like a common marketing tactic to get mm-hmm. you to look at these model pictures. Yep. It's a very shallow depth that they went into the cancel culture at all here. So. I think she looks really good in the picture. She does. She that's what they like, wanted from you. I think that got me. I think maybe <laughs> that's what, like what you said. That might be it. like maybe it was the shallowness of the rest of the article. Like if they had been like about her family, yeah, that would it wouldn't have felt so. If it had been an ordinary feature uh, yes. that celebrities get all the time, I mm-hmm. don't think you would have thought anything of it. But, it's a very quick drop off. To <laughs> just. They like, could have put any other title, and it'd be the same thing. Yeah. Like, like nothing in the middle? Like, like oh, her opinion on cancel culture is just the cherry on top of that yeah. topic. It's, yeah. It's literally, like, I was like, I'm scrolling. I'm like, okay, it's, it's a nice-looking dress, I guess. And that's it's literally just explaining it, it the photo It pisses you off so much. It, it, it kind does. of it, it's it an incendiary me. headline. And then we have the we have the topic about Priscilla, Priscilla Presley. Priscilla Presley went on Piers Morgan uncensored. Which where, where you're never censored unless you're that one person who tried to talk to him about. Unless you're, you're in the green room for Piers Morgan uncensored and they tell you the list of like 10 different things that you're not supposed to talk about. Uh, and, and she talks <laughs> about, yeah, they, they talk here about. Uh, it's his, uh, it's or his if he corrects you on your language in the middle of the interview. When I was interviewed by him, they let me say whatever I wanted. Oh, I don't know. And also, there was there was just a slight delay, which was funny because I got a lot of messages from people saying the delay um, it made it so he didn't interrupt you at all, and I apparently he interrupts some of his guests. But I like talking to him. But um, yeah, they didn't tell me. Some guests have complained of being told before their interview, you can't talk about this, this, this. It was about him and Meghan Markle. Like they're like, you can't talk about him and Meghan. And like then when we were talking about who are we? talking about last week who was on Piers Morgan uh, I don't remember which he one. talked about like Amber Heard he talked about oh um, uh, the dude from um, uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he yeah when he was in the middle of his interview he was getting like really deep and personal and he was using like <laughs> he was using cur- some curse words and then like in the middle of 
while he's talking, Pierce Morgan is like, all right, cool it with the language, please. <laughs> so, so they talk, it says Morgan mused, and now he's talking to Priscilla Presley. Uh, it says, uh, Muse says, would Elvis have survived this weird cancel culture that we now have to endure? It really feels like he's latched onto it and made it his thing as much as it's not his thing. <laughs> and his ask thing. it in a way that's relevant, which is his weird predatory relationship with her. Yes. Uh, so she says, that's a good question. This is Priscilla's answer. She said, uh, before getting... Uh, she said, that's a good question, she said. I think of that often before getting political. She says, you know what uh, what Elvis would think? He wouldn't believe what is going on right now in this country or all over. What's happening to this planet? He was very concerned about our president, who was ruling the country. The British talk show host pressed her on what Elvis would have think about what's currently going on in the U.S. He wouldn't believe it, she said. I don't think any of us believe what's going on right now. We've never been through anything like this, and it's pretty much global. But us as a country, it's baffling. What it's, is this? Uh, I'm guessing she means cancel culture and in, in the, in the idea that uh, you're going to get in trouble at a moment's notice. Uh, it's baffling and it's she says it's truly baffling for the first time I'm worried about my future the future of my children my grandchildren as well it's very unpredictable Elvis would probably go to the president like he did with Nixon put his foot down and say hey what's going on I'm picturing Elvis doing that now dude I don't know if Elvis were alive today he'd probably be on like he'd be the trouble. side of Antifa you think like, so that, really? I mean Back when he was doing his thing all the kids were on his side and the adults <laughs> were trying to cancel him for being overtly uh risque with his like leg shaking and stuff yep well i think uh, even after his death people kind of went after him yep for stuff there's a there's a great there were some celebrities who would defend him well he uh, we we covered but, um him and his uh his very very creepy relationship with uh with priscilla, priscilla uh, who still defends him who still defends day. him to this day uh they met when she was 14 and he was uh like 28 he was like he 20, was, yeah. wait he um, was like 28 and yeah. they, they didn't get married she was 21 when um and he she was, was 32 21. when they got married, which means that's a... Nine-year age difference. But she moved in with him when she was 15. That's an 11-year Oh, sorry, I'm not good at math. Right? And she moved in yeah. with him when she was 15, but they said they didn't consummate the, the relationship until they got there married. There was so much weird <laughs> stuff that <laughs> we, can't, like, we can't even rehash it right now. But she, she, says I, she says, I don't know what happened to freedom. I don't know if there is freedom here anymore, she continued, explaining that people have to be very careful what you say, how you say it. I think it's a very dangerous time. Um... I think what's going to happen, I think the logical conclusion if society is to get back to some sense of normalcy is like eventually everyone's been in trouble, so then no one's been in trouble. Yeah, it's and, not like a big deal anymore yeah. to be publicly called out for something and people are getting tired of all the BS and not putting up with it anymore. Like, I so think that precedent can be set in Hollywood, but not for normal people. I think normal yeah, people are still true. the ultimate targets. Uh, mm. I would hope that eventually they learn to not, like, the, the idea would be that uh, it, it becomes something where, like, is the biggest fear employers. Like, you're worried about not being able to find jobs. Like, when somebody writes a, a hit piece article about you, the goal on that is that the first thing that comes up when your name gets searched is, like, this person is this. Yeah. Right? Which your employer is then going to look and be like I don't I don't know if we can hire that person. Mm -hmm. The funniest part being like growing up, I'm I'm a little bit older than everyone here. Uh it was always like be careful what you put on the internet. Nobody really took that seriously. Yeah. Like nobody my age took that seriously, not really. And now you're kind of seeing it play out in a different way. Yeah. Uh but you're right. It's not going to happen to celebrities because they're always going to have those articles written about them. They get lost in the in the weeds. Yeah. But also with normal people, there is the possibility that someone who's not known at all gets canceled for something and it's something that's like they're right about and then they all of a sudden become popular yep james damore 
maybe. Do tell. Keep going. Oh, I mean, he was the one who wrote that, uh, uh, the Google expose thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. And then there were also, like, a lot of other innocuous examples that involved us at times underage like high school kids yeah like that girl who wore a kimono to her prom like that was one of the earliest examples of it and it was the most egregious i i was i was telling somebody about like that that because it's like the they showed it like they they had all the tweets where like people from japan were like this is great this is awesome like they, they, they were really like like uh like kind of flattered that that she would choose to do and that's that. that's really cool yeah. but like even if those tweets like praising her had not been posted yeah it's completely innocuous to wear something like that i also think like to go after a child right yep yeah that's yeah. kind of messed up even if somebody did something wrong you can't hold a minor accountable the same way as an adult yeah know? but now unlike a celebrity when you google this girl's name this is what you are going to find forever there's yeah. the girl in the k-pop group who got in trouble for like uh yeah i forget her name like 15 no not when she was 15 she was 15 like present day so and like, they were mad about like some school bullying accusations she got about like bullying when she was like 12 12 yep uh, I, I still think that my the earliest example I can wow. think of like yeah. uh, of like uh, politically correct uh, lame like Karening on ins- like on Facebook is like when people would complain about fireworks. They're like it makes the dogs. The, the, they would complain about how it how it ruins things for the dogs and like don't I put off fireworks. That. Yeah. Well, That's also like- they were about like veterans <laughs> yes. too, uh, which I understand. Well, if some, if I had a neighbor who shot off fireworks every day, I w- I would have a problem with that. But, but I have a neighbor it, with it's a not giant very dog often. that lives above me. That you're shooting off fireworks is usually for a special occasion. The argument would always come up at the 4th of July. Okay, so it's specifically for the 4th of July. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, I I mean, you should expect I could see how that would be bad. Yeah, (laughs) Jonathan Harris said, Mary's washing habits are triggering my internalized (laughs) boomer chore mentality. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I would like to know what the internalized boomer chore mentality is. It's about that Puritan work ethic. Okay. Man. <laughs> uh, unavailable ID name said Sean Bean must be in high demand. He plays a great jerk and does well on screen. I just rewatched Goldeneye the other night um, after we, we talked about it on here uh, fairly recently, and he is a fantastic bad guy, as always. Halls and the Kids said check out Inverted Worlds season two theme song by Carter Banks on Aww. Spotify. It's chilling. Hashtag legend. Hashtag shameless plug for Inverted World. Perfect. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you, Halls and the Kid. Unavailable ID name said, uh, dies. Stupid autocorrect. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Uh, Hobbit said, name bet number one fulfilled. Which one did I say? Which one did you say? Now we can't repeat Somebody it. must have said, uh, John, Johnny. He who shall not Johnny be named. Schnepp. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Schnepp is or, uh, or um, Donnie Amber Jeff. Word. Donnie Jepp is his name. I thought now. there was an actual person named Ezra Johnny Ezra Driller? For a I, we didn't say... <laughs> I, I said none of the names. Uh, like thousand Foot Deep End said, Cancel Culture Becoming the New Clickbait. Yep. Cancel Bait. Yep. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. All right. Uh, we're that gonna, is totally on, on point with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are going to move on. And we're going to... First, I want to get Carter's opinion on this for the first segment in Podluck, which is this bit about uh, the gray man and the composer, which is Henry Jackman scored the film the film's music without seeing a single frame. I listened to the score. It's really, really good, if not slightly generic sounding. Um, can you explain how this would even work? Yeah. No, I listened to it uh, before also. It was like 17 minutes and 
struck a chord with me, no pun intended, because he started off talking about like reverb in reverse and piano stuff, which is exactly what I just finished working on for a song that me and Tim are doing, which we're both very excited about. Um, but yeah, um, it also resonated with me with um, the social network, and uh, I think it was Trent Reznor uh, who scored that, and he they gave him a scene to do it over, which was the first scene, but he wrote something totally different for something else, and they ended up using that for the first scene, and it was just kind of like, yeah, if you feel something, you just start playing it. Um, But without the the actual video, without the actual scenes from the movie to, to work with. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Do you think that would indicate something about the story being generic as well? That's kind of what I... Because a lot of what the reviews were... That's and by my the way, fear. We're going to review this movie on Monday. Yeah. I'm very excited to see it. Um, but uh, a lot of the, 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 the snarkier comments were like, it was fine, but if not a little bit generic. Look, I can handle a little bit generic once in a while. It's fine with me. But I think you're right that it does speak to kind of... Maybe they're like, you know, and it's the action movie and the guy does action stuff. And I mean, the- yeah. And as I was going off about this, like before the... Show. Tell everyone what she, Mary and me, this is where Mary and me will be very different forever. Mary does not think much of spy thrillers. Look, I've already watched the trailer for Gray Man multiple times now. I rewatched it today. I get lost in it. I mean, not in a good way. And I look up the, the plot, like the pitch for it. It's like this top secret CIA agent and no one knows who he is. And then he has this psychotic former colleague put a bounty on his head because he's trying to reveal secrets about... I don't even know. Like, it's just so uninteresting. Mary hates it. I and love it. I know that you love it. And good for you, Brett. But I just... I can't get on board with it. The But I, I will give it a fair shot, obviously. I'm going to watch it and we're going to review it. I'll, I'll try to be fair. My guess would be that for you, it'll end up being meh. And for me, it'll yeah. be meh plus two or three. And like, for me, if something is meh, I get like angry. Like... Why did I waste my time no. then? See, that doesn't that doesn't do that for me. I only get angry when it's pre- particularly objectionable to, yeah. to my sensibilities. Now, this is something I wanted to bring up with you also because uh, you skate, so you skate like me. Uh, obviously, you skateboard, I roll, but mm-hmm. yeah, you've uh, filmed video parts before uh, of any sort, or, or um, you understand the process of making videos. I I haven't filmed a part for like a skate film. I filmed a little bit for like a low budget movie I was in and I obviously film for fun on my own and doing some filming here. But but you know people that make skate videos Mm -hmm. and stuff, but you understand the process to that is you pick a song and then you edit to the music. Yeah. Not the other way around. Oh, yeah. So that is very different from scoring a film, which is where they have the, the material beforehand and they score the scene to not, build up to certain yes, moments. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. One was thing, that the track that I was listening to in the headphones yeah, when I put them on was. earlier and I was like, I feel like jumping out of a plane or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be awesome. We're going to listen. It's going to be exactly what's happening at that part in the movie. It's going to be my favorite part. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. So it's, it's just very different, right, than, than the concept yeah, of, it's, of working backwards. And I, when you said that, I wondered, do other composers do that? And we just yeah. don't know I've about actually it? got a different answer entirely now that you're mentioning it like that. I mean, yeah, it's, um, it is totally different because, like, working to the sound is one thing where you can make the scene changes on a, a music video. But if mm-hmm. you're scoring something, 
you need a bunch of different songs that transition into each other that are not on the same metronome or BPM. And uh, to that point, what he wrote, though good, was pretty generic. I yeah. mean, minor mm-hmm. chords on piano and like you know, picks up, and they, he talked about building onto it. Um, so, I mean, they could take those and put them in different places throughout. It felt so. very generic to right. me. Not, not bad, it was but good. Just, just generic. Yeah, yeah so. I, was, I was joking. It's like, this is like a video game. <laughs> right. Like background yeah. music. Yep. Yeah. All right, and uh, we're about to make Hobbit's day because I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do it. <laughs> uh, Amber Heard files notice of appeal of $10 million defamation suit. So she's refiling her, uh, her uh, notice of appeal against Johnny Depp. The last time I was like, didn't she already do this? But no, that was trying to, she tried to have the thing declared a mistrial yeah. because of the uh, mysterious Juror 15, which I can't wait for the Lifetime movie to be made about the mysterious Juror 15. I, I really hope they do that one day. But it says, Heard's lawyers announced that they will appeal immediately after the jury found on June 1st that she had defamed Johnny Depp by publishing an op-ed in the Washington Post in which she described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. The jury held the statement was false and was made with actual malice. And basically, down here, we talk, they talk about how Depp's team says uh, that they remain confident that the verdict will be upheld. This the is ju- just drawing it out like it's yeah. a humiliation <laughs> ritual yeah. or something. But she's filing it. That's it's her doing also, it, Also, why, why are the grounds bizarre. for her appeal not known why would she not make that known in her statements I, I don't know. understand who knows the jury listened to the extensive evidence presented thank you yep uh, extensive evidence pre- uh, presented during the six-week trial and came to a clear and unanimous verdict with the defendant herself defamed Depp in multiple instances, his spokesperson said. We remain confident in our case and that this verdict will stand. So uh, it will make Hobbit very happy because we will be have more to talk about theoretically when this comes on forward. It would be hilarious if some bombshell actually comes out and she actually was, uh, she wins. Let's do it Let's all over again. So much Come fun. On. We will do it two. again. Um, and I, uh, I actually have an article here that uh, Taylor found that uh, kind of blew my mind. The the article about uh, siblings. Oh yeah, it was. A, it's about a tweet. Yes. So Mindy Kaling says. Uh, with white families on TV, the brother and sisters are always flirty with each other. And then the internet kind of like collapsed in on itself as they argued about where that means uh, in movies. And the first example that came to mind for me was Clueless. That was the one I thought of as well, just because that was something I watched a lot of times. And very up. interesting, considering Paul Rudd basically looks the same now as he did when that movie he came does. out. It's uh, weird, uh, almost. The the adrenochrome, it's, it's working for him. It's, it's, it's doing good stuff. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone still looks great, too. She just doesn't look the same as she did back then. Yes. Uh, well, same with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stacey Dash. Stacey Dash. Stacey Dash. Come love- on, pop culture. We want to talk. For for those of you who don't know, Stacey Dash is super based. based. Like, super ultra. Like, not just, like, based like Donald Trump is. Voted for freaking Mitt Romney. <laughs> She's so right wing. <laughs> like, that's, like... I don't know why she I mean, admitted. Based, I don't know. I, I was gonna say not based. I was like, I don't know why she'd admit that, it, but it she admitted that. She, she has the longevity of of being based. Yes. Okay. The yeah. uh, the cousin Potential. of Damon Dash, the music producer. So, uh, and they mentioned Ross. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it does not make you based for, to vote for Mitt Romney. It makes no. you a neocon. Not I understand anymore, that. right? No. Yeah. But uh, the point is, she was being who she thought she was, in spite of the. Uh, in spite mm-hmm. of what people are saying. So uh, everyone mentions Ross and Monica. I was not a friend. I don't agree with that. Uh, just from what I've seen of friends, which is not negligible. I mean. And then you mentioned the Brady Bunch. I mean, yeah. 
Thank you. There's a nostalgic well, part of there's me that a step sibling thing. Yeah. Yes, uh, we need to mention that the, some I mean, of these are step that siblings. Is right? Step, step siblings are ex. What is the point, though? Um, I don't understand the motivation. Like to let's make insert everyone this uncomfortable. Theme in. Is, is it just the Hollywood agenda to? It's grow not into to make people uncomfortable. It's to make them more comfortable with so, something that they already don't like. It, so it makes me a little uncomfortable. Why? Like, why do they do it? Exposure. It's. it's, it's like I think exposure. it's also like sort of the way that Disney has often taken out like one of the parents in the family they usually loved, the uh, mom yes i i don't understand that maybe it's just easier for casting that's a good excuse but it's a weird thing to continuously like repeat over and over if you haven't seen a goofy movie go and watch a goofy movie that's not a cartoon a goofy movie was good but uh, also another example of that he is a he is a fantastic role model is he a dog Goofy is a single dad, and he's a fantastic <laughs> yes, single he's a dad. Dog. Okay, he's also a single father. He's a, and he's a fantastic single father to his son, who's just frankly kind of a dick. He's not grateful. He's not very grateful. So they mentioned the Brady Bunch. The other one they mentioned in here was Dexter, but they're not okay. even they're they're, they're adopted. Uh, he's adopted. Yes. They actually dated in real life, I'm pretty they, sure. They were married in real life. Right. Yep. So uh, Not um, anymore? No, they, they got divorced uh. while still on the show. They totally alluded to some kind of relationship between Deb and Dexter, they, well, and she then admits, she died. She admits in the later seasons uh, that she true. had romantic feelings right. for him, which I was like, because I was I actually mentioned recently, I've been re-watching Dexter uh, off and on, and I was like looking through the IMDb, because I'm a serial IMDb, and, and they talk about like, she admits later on she's got feelings for him, I'm like, I don't remember that the first time I watched it, and then it kind of came back to me, so... Uh, if you want to watch a show that does great with cinematography and use of colors to build environment and atmosphere, Dexter is a perfect example of that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, they, yeah, Clueless, there's the, the picture that you're talking about there. Paul Rudd looks like Paul Rudd does now. Uh, minus, it's creepy. Yeah. Uh, and then I didn't watch Seventh Heaven, but believe it or not, I'm not the target demographic for Seventh Heaven, but uh, apparently there was an example there. But is it just a weird thing where they're trying to normalize the behavior by pushing it through the media? I think so. That's Why? creepy! Ew, I just... It's too common to ignore it. Yep, it's it's freaking creepy. I so. feel like I should mention the Brady Bunch thing. I think I actually saw a joke movie of the Brady Bunch where the sister and the brother like were into each other, but it was a joke. But all the same, they made the joke because it was something that was happening on the real show. So they were spoofing it, right? Ugh. Ugh. The which other one, so which weird. I haven't seen this, but I've heard about this in another time that this came up in the news years ago. Um, this like old Disney show, Life with Derek. I never saw there. I think that example was given in here. I never saw it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They say life with Derek. Ever anyone? Anyone? She says, I've never seen Derek. That. You're the most annoying brother. He says stepbrother. She says same difference. He goes, yeah. All right. Freaking creepy. Freaking creepy, man. Oh, I, I don't know. That that well, I've heard. I've heard. Right. There's there's more than just like examples like that. But it'd be interesting to do a deep dive and see. <laughs> Yeah, they, How they far mention, they really take those. They mentioned that Marsha and Greg's kiss in a very Brady Bunch in a very Brady sequel, which took place at a wedding, naturally made the discussion. Actors Maureen McCormick and, and Barry Williams uh, had an off-screen romance that may have contributed to the character's on-screen chemistry. That tends to be the case. That uh, sounds seems. like it was the case with Dexter, right. yep. but should that... Well, they actually wrote into the script on both occasions, right? Uh, and that was, uh, I don't know what Michael C. Hall has done. Reality since is Dexter? going into the art. It's, it's very weird. It doesn't work when they're cast as siblings. 
There's other examples of that, but I can't remember off the top of my head yeah. um, on which ones. Uh, so we got that. And then I also want to mention that I don't, this is a rumor. So I don't know if this is true. I've seen a lot of the, the, um, the comics channels that I've been talking, that I, that I love to listen to, have covered this. That basically, the idea here is that they've announced the mutants for Marvel. Um, and if the mutants sounds generic, that's because uh, Victoria Alonzo, who is an executive at Disney or, or Marvel, um, thinks that the term X-Men is gendered and out. Dated. So you just put an X in the middle of men when and it's X Menixon. <laughs> Mutants isn't very much better. If anything, that's more offensive. Yeah. In a way. Um, I don't know if this is actually going to be what's happening. <laughs> Mutants. It's uh, really honestly derogatory. <laughs> basically, Kamala. Uh, it's like the people who are like, I don't have a mutants. gender just call me it Call me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i feel Ka- wrong saying that yeah kamala khan <laughs> is announced as the first uh, they they say the first x-men but she's the first mutant in the new uh in the marvel timeline because that comes out as like a post-credit scene uh in the la- in her show in the kamala khan show so uh the so the mutants is what the the name of the project now some believe that that could be because it's a precursor to what will become the x-men later i buy the x or the actual alonzo the the victoria alonzo idea that it's just they don't want to use the term x-men because it's got men in it that's bad again you can just add another x that would be or just take the x from the beginning of it and just make it mix in it's uh, it's it, it, it'll be funny to see where that goes. Uh, also, I do want to finish off. Should we do womp womp womp? Of course, we should okay. do womp womp womp. Um, what are you talking about? Well, we've got uh, double Disney womp womp womp, and this one makes Mary very happy, as you saw from the the smile that lit up her face. There. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. So <laughs> Disney is um uh, ditching fairy godmothers for gender neutral titles, so they're going along with the X Men ditching gender neutral titles. Uh, Disney is bringing more wokeness <laughs> to its theme parks by giving its a. Uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for younger girls, a gender neutral makeover. For years, the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutiques at Disney World in Orlando and Disney uh, and Disneyland in Anaheim have allowed young girls to live out their fantasies by glamming them up as Disney princesses. Disney has always called its stylists the fairy godmothers in training. But when the boutiques reopen on August 25th, uh, after more than two years of COVID closure, there will be uh, they will be called the Fairy Godmothers Apprentices. So the idea is that they're not Fairy Godmothers in training; they're gender-neutral Fairy Godmother Apprentices because the Fairy Godmother is what? a human. That's well. That's the argument they made as to why Billy Porter played the 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 Fairy Godmother, uh, but they gave it a different name in the in the, re- in the remake. The do you know what I'm talking about? The- like the drag queen fairy godmother. Yeah, I yeah. heard about this. I, I didn't see um, it. The one with Camilla Cabello. Yeah, that uh, depending on where you look is either really good or really bad. I didn't see it, but uh, I heard it was god awful, and I'm sure it was. I uh, just I don't understand. Apprentice is just more like of a godmother. To... It's a fairy tale. Kids yeah. don't even and know what. The yeah, word I don't think any means. little girls going well, to get same thing is in uh, glitter yep. sprinkled on their heads are like, what if? What if my stylist is actually a godfather or gender? Yeah, this whole time I'm expecting something there. to be like. It's a all service change. to the adults. But who this is Disney. this is following them like taking Minnie out of a dress and heels too, right? Yep. 
Absolutely. Also, they got what did they, what did that they put Minnie in? In like a pantsuit and oh, um, no more heels, sneakers. <laughs> not that, Hillary like, Clinton, Minnie. Just, right. Just, That's just what I was thinking. Just don't look at the photo. Like you don't want to see it. Maybe. They they gave the same treatment to the green M and M and her oh, sexy no. white go go. They changed the green M and M. Yes, the they green gave M&M her is tennis supposed shoes. to be sexy. Exactly. <laughs> and then I went back to the catalog of all of these M M&M and M commercials. Maybe it should. They be were sexy. extremely sexualizing the. <laughs> green m&m i understand why some people would find it weird yep. but like stick to your branding and then right. well, it's advertising 101 sex sells That's also what... i don't think having characters who are Thank you. more feminine in their um appearance is a bad thing there's a there's a lot of women they believe who are it's very a bad feminine. thing they believe it's a bad it's a thing. bad thing unless yeah. it's somebody who's not feminine trying to be feminine it's right it's like it's like when uh when they complain about the the chest size of women characters in video games and comics they're like oh how dare you do that and then like women are like there's actually women that look like that that's not like a, a bad thing the problem yeah. isn't that they look like that the problem is that men draw them to look like that and men can't have anything that they actually like but i mean male characters in video games <laughs> also have they sometimes are in different types of outfits showing a lot and muscles and we talk about that like it's like the a su- lot of it sexualized superman does not look like a human being he's got like a 12 pack or he's got abs on top of abs yeah. on top of abs the men always stay the same the women characters have to be made less attractive for the sake of uh realistic beauty standards which is oh i gave them t-rex hands there it wouldn't be <laughs> super then um uh, i love it. it's a where her where are her organs that's they, they love that one they, they love that <laughs> where her organs <laughs> Uh, so uh, don't forget. <laughs> what? So what's next? The are they gonna? Are the Disney skinny. princesses gonna wear like sweatsuits? <laughs> yes. What? The idea is that they're too. They say they're too. They're too skinny to be realistic. Oh. I know. I know. Where do her organs go? go? Oh my god! <laughs> no, In the they're just literally looking for her organs. Like, where's her spleen? So they, but they also they didn't just get rid of that. They got rid of um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because that's gendered as they're well. They're dreamers of all ages. They're dreamers of all ages. No, you now. know, I worked so at a knows. summer camp that that did this kind of stuff, and no I quit. Way. Yeah, it was a nightmare. It started out pretty normal, and then um, we had like a Zoom meeting where we all learned how to ask the kids about their gender. What? And I thought, Why you know, would you ask that? Well, I, I thought at first, whatever, like I'm just going to do my job as this camp counselor, and if they want me to write my pronouns on my name tag, whatever. I didn't, it was like <laughs> yeah. something I, I didn't experience much of before that. But then once it actually started playing out, it was so weird, and there was one day that a girl had worn like sneakers and basketball shorts to camp. And one of the organizers actually started asking her and letting her know that it'd be okay if she wanted to go by he, him pronouns. And this girl looked mortified. This is like an 11 or 12 year old girl. And I'm thinking to myself, if that happened to me at that age, while I'm insecure enough about my body and an adult woman tells me maybe I'm a boy when like, I don't even think about that. It would be so humiliating. And I pulled her aside and I was kind of like, hey, I know you're trying really hard to not be offensive, but I want you to know that you're actually doing the exact opposite of your intention. And I think you should like apologize to this girl. Yep. And I ended up finishing out that week because I didn't want the kids to feel like I was abandoning them. But then I right. quit and I just told him I don't want to do this anymore. That's cause, evil, dude. <laughs> like it made That's me evil. uncomfortable too. I, I just, I don't know. I felt weird about it. And 
I just felt like some of the stuff they were trying to encourage us to do, whether it be like if a kid comes to talk to us about something personal that you should inform their parents about, but keeping yeah. it between you and them. I'm like, that's not my job. They're training mm. you to like intrude upon these kids like well Im- interior like emotional they wanted lives. us to like indoctrinate the kids and, into this yeah. way of thinking when i am almost positive that a hundred percent of the parents at this particular camp would have not been cool with us doing that yeah. which is why i was like well we'll do this weird zoom meeting whatever you want to do but i'm just gonna do my job but once it actually started affecting my job i thought i'm yeah. not gonna work yeah. here that's just that's evil it's- uh, I would have believed anything you told me when I was a kid. Yep. So well, especially I'm like mindful. when you're in those areas where you have like a camp counselor or a teacher, or somebody right. you're supposed to trust. Mm-hmm. That's not that person's job no. to talk to kids about anything other than what they're teaching them or what you're doing at camp that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we've got one final one, and that's uh, – another brawl at Disney. Which this is another this L is, this for is Disney. Another the reason I brought that up, though, is because you said, like, the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that that was one of the things that they touched on with us, and I'm what like... What were you supposed to call them? Yeah. Oh, we're supposed to be, like, everybody, Folks or, with an X. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I'm the sure worst. I'm sure there's some new terms. <laughs> yeah. If X-Men has uh. to be X-Menixen, then folks with an X needs to go. But what okay. was really funny is the people who were, like, encouraging and enforcing it, they would still do it. They'd be like, all right, guys, and then they'd be like oh, oh my i'm God. sorry like i didn't mean to oh my God. offend I'm, I'm anybody i'm sorry if you're offended yeah it's awful okay there's one more and that's and that's uh there's yet another uh so if if you made it through the the gender <laughs> neutral um boutique and then the the gender neutral introductory statement you can hopefully not get in this uh yeah this. so be careful too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i saw the headline oh i saw this oh. supposed to be the happiest place on earth when someone cuts you in line, you bought a fast pass. So how did this even break out? No, I, I mean, I'm wondering if maybe someone called somebody a fairy godmother's uh, apprentice. Maybe someone said True. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, maybe they said ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and they were very upset. And there was a parent there who was like, not today. You are not going to gender my child. Not yes. Okay, we're we're getting it's spicy. A pair of we're red getting spicy today. On the floor, yeah, like yeah I don't know what's happening. Honestly, though, that's really sad. Like people who are okay with doing that at a place that's meant for children, where well, they're going to witness that. Imagine not being and involved and uh, being a little kid walking by. That's what I'm saying. Imagine, that would be imagine how yeah. many people actually young you think people it's like see part that of a show? and are impacted mm-hmm. or traumatized by that. <laughs> yeah. We're getting a little spicy today, so I think we go to Super Chats. Okay. <laughs> Hobbit said, the Bourne films are the only spy stuff I enjoy. Love. I brought them up when we were talking about James Bond and like said, I don't know, is that a translatable character? Uh, but in, I, in what way? We, we concluded that yeah. like Matt Damon's the only person who could be Jason Bourne. I don't know about that. I mean, that friend, like, or at it, least it seemed. That I don't way. know how much time has to pass, but it, it, I feel like that one might be able to, they could, they could translate that Maybe. One. Hobbit said, name bet number two fulfilled. He wins. When did we mention Donnie Jepp? Donnie Jepp? I don't think we did. Caper2x said... I might have done it. Oh, you're to blame. But it wasn't having anything to do with... Her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you weren't even aware that the bet was happening. No, I wasn't. It doesn't count. Caper2x said, oh no, marry angry. Save yourself. Howdy, Taylor. 
Why does everybody say howdy to me? Do I, don't I know. look like Maybe a, it's just a him. cowgirl or Better something? Better than folks. <laughs> but howdy. I don't mind it. I like it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just start greeting, like, when I introduce myself, just saying howdy. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. Uh, Jonathan Harris said, the more I look at Carter, the more he reminds me of a friend I know that is the real-life Florida man. Oh, my gosh. That is mm-hmm. amazing. See, if they're going to make The Gray Man, they need to make a movie called The Florida Man. And that it's like... Um, it, he kills <laughs> everyone. He wrestles. Everybody has their own. Do, do you have your own Florida man story? Oh, I know a lot of Florida man. I lived in Florida. But I'm saying, do you have like every like the, the it's you look up your birthday and then you look up fl- and then you type oh, in Florida. Oh no, I man, haven't done that. And then you should look it up. You should okay. Oh, it right okay. Tell everyone what their, what their Florida I'll be back man, with an update. What their Is Florida it supposed man. to be the year too? No, just uh, your birth date. Okay, let's see it. Oh, geez. I hope I get a good one. Satan is still in me. Florida man stabs roommate in attempt Whoa. to... Um, oh, geez. Say it again? I, hold on. I got to see. Oh, okay. So Florida man is behind bars after stabbing his roommate in the chest in an attempt to release Satan. <laughs> Mine is so good. Florida man claiming to be Alice in Wonderland says hookah smoking caterpillar told him to destroy a liquor store with a forklift. Okay, Mary wins. <laughs> that almost sounds like they know it's like, a that's game. That's not and- real. Is the, wait, is the Toronto Sun like a real mm-hmm. news outlet? It sounds like one. Carter, you got one? Yeah. Um, Florida man mistakenly shoots son-in-law. Wait, a Florida man shot and killed his Norwegian son-in-law when a birthday prank went horribly wrong Tuesday <laughs> night, authorities say. How does all of this happen? That sounds kind of dark and sad. Yeah. I mean... Mine, mine says, Florida man arrested for pelting girlfriend with McDonald's sweet and sour packets. I win. <laughs> I yeah, win, I think Mary's is... There was <laughs> one man <laughs> There's also... Uh, there's a Florida man pretends to be firework, shouts firecracker noises in the middle of the night. Like you, there's one for everybody's birthday. I so love it. if you are in the chat, you can look up uh, your birth date in Florida Man, and you will know your very own Florida Man story. You will have many Florida Man there stories. Are ma- there I are really wanted to read the one below the one I just read, but it's I, too I do too, but I feel like some of these things, once I read them, like I can't go back, and right. I don't know if I want this in my mind like there's forever. Al- there's also this one for mine. It says, Florida Man accused of putting semen in coworkers' water. Oh. Ew. Gross. That's not cool. I've I've never lived in Florida, so it is not me. Innocent. Innocent. <laughs> Nathan Koss said the creepy Folgers commercial comes to mind. Yes, yes that's what Carter I was brought up. I brought that, that up. Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. seen what it, but it? that's funny. It's a creepy Folgers commercial about like a brother who comes home from college or whatever, but they like somebody redid it to get like they put the scene. Can we pick, pull it up? Is that uh, a thing? If it's, no? It might be copyright. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. they edit it to make it look like <laughs> the brother and sister were like romantically involved. You just got to see it. It's one of those uh, things you have to watch. Ew. So it wasn't the actual commercial. No, it, it was, was. They reworked it, though. Somehow. No, no, no. They took the scenes and they put them oh, no. together in a way that insinuated something disgusting. Uh, yeah. Folgers Coffee, brother and sister home for Christmas 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not clicking on that. Uh, I'm going to watch it later. <laughs> okay. Next. Jonathan Harris said, now we'll have ex-persons or ex-birthing person. Yep, that's those are who your superheroes will be in, in, in a very short order period of time. Aaron Larson had the same idea as me. Make it ex-mixin. <laughs> 
Um, we just can't have anything nice anymore. You're not allowed. No, we can't have nice things. What about Spider-Man? That can't stand. Uh, he, uh, well, there is a Spider-Woman and Spider-Gwen, oh. and yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hobbit said, fairy, god, person, place, thing. We accept all here. We are very, we are very accepting here. Fairy god nouns. Yes. <laughs> Unavailable ID name said, am I the only one that liked the new mutants? It had a gray indie feel this will be my last uh, super chat for a while i just lost my job crisis actor forever oh i'm sorry but still co- that's fine just come to the show come actually yeah, uh, watch the show in, in live chat with us that's i'm what sorry it's all that about. happened Hopefully things turn around for the better very yes. soon yeah Thank caper you. 2x said uh yes dc boy miss <laughs> marvel introduced it although originally she was inhuman make mine marvel yes they uh they they introduced she was an inhuman but uh the thing is the inhumans tv show lit- from fox was literally one of the worst things ever made in the history of cinema so they're kind of uh not happy with the branding on the inhumans though they did bring back anson mount uh for the for the um doctor strange movie um, Vatap said stepmom catches stepdaughter doing stepdad's dirty laundry and gets a pink sock. I don't know what that means. I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> I I don't either. Uh, unavailable well, IT name said great indie feel. Autocorrect is evil. Yes, it this is. keeps happening. Uh, and I, I I I thought New Mutants was okay, if not a bit like you could tell that movie went through production hell, where the studio got their hands on it multiple times over, and it was supposed to be a lot different than it was. Mm. Justin Erholtz said, uh, he sent a oh. flower emoji and said, for Mary, enjoying the content, all thanks. What's up, Carter? I just looked up what pink sock was. Oh, no. I oh. hope you weren't on the Wi-Fi. I don't look it up. Wait, what is... Okay, no, never mind. I don't, I don't want to know, actually. I'm going to stay up, You're on thin ice. Thin Cur- ice. <laughs> Curtis Terry said... Guys, I'm trolling you. Check the pinned tweet on my feed. By the way, I've been a member of the website since day one. Thank you. Okay, good to know. I didn't. I was hoping you weren't actually crazy. He also said, "Love you guys." We've uh, we also we like we were talking about branding because we got the the um the billboards coming out. We had to like switch it up so that uh, it doesn't say you. Like, we didn't want to advertise YouTube. We wanted it to advertise the the website. So we're hoping that eventually the you'll be able to watch Pop Culture Crisis live from yeah. the actual Timcast website. So we're working on that. Mm-hmm. Hobbit said FM kicks swans in their head to practice karate. Wait, what? I don't know what that means. Also, bad app. I'm not reading that. Uh, he also said, I'll take you to Mission Impossible 3, Brett. They don't know what that means. They don't means. know, but you want to explain? we know. Um, Do you want to explain? Basically, Mission Impossible 3 is where you take someone to go to third place. <laughs> According to Bad App. Bad I app. never knew. This was just, this isn't common knowledge. This is Bad App's strategy. But yes, he said that um, he, the first time he got to third base was at Mission Impossible 3. So. <laughs> well, I'm learning more about Bad App Every by the day. minute here, and I'm never looking up anything he says again, but that's great. <laughs> Uh, he actually made the shirt that I'm wearing right now. It's really? a thigh gap, but it's meant to look like, you know, the gap. She comes in today. <laughs> she's like, did it trick you? I'm like, no, I saw thigh first. Yeah, it doesn't really work, does it? Uh, Jonathan Harris said, can we get a guest hint for tonight's IRL? Uh, who, no. I don't know who tonight is. <laughs> no, you can't. There's uh, this, there's an ongoing game between me and Lydia where every day I go, who's the guest tonight? And every day she tells me and every day I say, I don't know who that is. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I would have known yesterday's guests. Like, some of them I know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I always ask on days that uh, uh, seems like I have no idea who that, that person might be. Mm-hmm. Or then, I, like, somebody reminds me. I'm like, oh, oh I know who that is. So. Yeah, there's sometimes I think I don't know who someone is. And then I Google their name. And I'm like, oh, them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mickey Langello said, third crisis party, let's go. Uh, he didn't say that. He said, in Florida, coworkers, they spot my juice with lithium. What? With the help of the homeland. I don't know what that means. Mickey, I don't. Uh, I feel like I'm going crazy. I, did, really. did he mean spike? Spike my juice? S- but but what lithium? is it? But what does it mean? Uh, with the help of, of the home. I don't know. I don't understand. Sometimes I think they're out to get us and they want us to, it's like gaslighting. They're like, don't you understand what that means? And we're like, no, we don't know what that means. Yeah, I get it. I feel like I'm going crazy. Are you gaslighting me? No. Yes, actually. Yes. No. I don't get it. (laughs) All right. Jonathan Harris said, Bad App has the humor we need but don't deserve. That is debatable. Maybe the, the humor that we don't need but deserve, but deserve. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we, we've done plenty wrong that's that's fine like, like i said we got a little spicy on the topics today i, I felt uh, or at least at the end i there. didn't deserve that last one <laughs> uh curtis look terry up. said look, it, look up. it up no we're not gonna look it up we're not well he already looked it up not we're not looking it up else. but we're not gonna look it up. i'm I, not gonna look it up. i'm not getting hr coming to me and being like we need mm-hmm. to know why you looked this up on the internets here that's that's well a problem. allison is gonna say I'm HR soy boy. <laughs> uh, Hobbit said, third crisis party, let's go. Thank well, you. In my words, exactly. Exactly. Thank you for that. Perfect. We've been getting so many crisis parties. Pe- I love it. It's, uh, it's, um, Feels it like is, we're interacting with you guys a lot. It's a, an honor and a pleasure, to be completely honest. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been pleasantly, like, I've been very, very happy with how much we've grown as a show, how many people have been engaging with us, uh, getting more, like, I get a lot of messages now from people who reach out to say they enjoy uh, listening to the show at work, uh, listening to the show while they're out doing things, and that's, uh, as somebody who has, like, grown to love content like this not just podcasts but youtubers in general that got me through hard periods in my life uh that means a lot to me so yeah uh guys we, oh we got one more do we oh goofer trooper said love carter heart emoji i got a question before we go does it matter what color the heart is when you use a heart emoji it was a black heart this time but i'm saying does that matter taylor does, uh, do, do you use it do, do you use a specific heart color yeah what i color? do too well it depends on the person. See, mm. I okay. So, so it, it's different depending on the person. Yeah. So, do you want Red me heart- to go into yes, my I, logic? Yeah, I, I want you to give me your logic. <laughs> Mine might not be the same as everyone's logic, but I think red is like the most loving heart. Like I would use okay. for like my boyfriend or my best friends. And then I feel like black is neutral. You can send that to anybody. But then, um, to to like Jewish friends, which a lot of my friends are Jewish, send them a blue heart. Okay. Oh, oh, I get that. Because it but reminds you can send me send a of, white one too. So it's like the You can also use be. the uh the heart uh is it spades or the Yeah. But heart. I just the I only really, darker red. I just use, I use the, the red, blue, red and the black usually, I think. Only. Hmm. I don't sometimes use any other ones. I don't use any of the colors. I use ones, the just. white and black. See, see like and I've got friends who use like the purple heart for friends and the red heart for people they're in relationships with. What? I just use red heart all I the time. I think we all have different way that we sort it out in our brain of how we use emojis. I just use But the they red are heart. kind of a universal language too. So I wonder how many um like thoughts on it align between I use the moon face people. for a lot of stuff. 
I never oh. use mischievous the moon. moon face. It is my favorite. Isn't Wait, it? what? Are, yes. What are the emojis you guys use the most? Um. Mary will tell you to not use laughing while crying emoji. Yeah, I use the one use... with tears where it has like a little. That's new. That's a new one. I use no, just the. It. I think it is. I use just the flame a lot. Uh, <laughs> I think I. Anything. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> I use the devil horns, the smiling. I like that. It's devious. Oh, the purple guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird. Uh, uh, emojis are literally a universal <laughs> language. So mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Uh, there's some super chats there. Yes. Uh, Matthew Williams sent us 199. No message. Thank, Thank you. you, Matthew. Thanks, Matt. Jonathan Harris said, with the amount of things going on in the world, how is engaging with any internet content not an HR violation? Feels like it sometimes. Honestly, right? we're the victims here. <laughs> we're the victims and we do no wrong. Curtis Terry said, my Twitter. Okay, <coughs> look it up and then my twitter got it yeah I'm just watching the chat with thank that you up here. um blue heart said can you guess what color i use for a heart i, I wonder um yellow probably yellow yeah probably yellow i bad up. i'm not reading that <laughs> why do you pay us to say things that will never be read on stream i read uh, it on my he's, he's in your head <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, yeah, so thank you, Bad App. <laughs> Thanks a lot, I guess. Uh, guys, thank you so much. I think that's. I, I think that was uh, one heck of a show. That was a lot of fun. Taylor, yeah. tell everyone where they can find you on social media if they want to send you messages with varying colors of hearts. Yeah, send me all your favorite <laughs> hearts. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TMSilverman or on Instagram at Taylor May Silverman. Perfect. Carter, where can they find you? You can find me pretty much everywhere at Carter Banks with the exception of Instagram where there's a Carter Banks 4L because Carter Banks was taken for life. Yes, who, that's who, what I mean. For life. Who took the four, who took the original? I don't know. Some guy. There's a few people with my name, and uh, I just wasn't thinking about it. For some reason, I got Carter Bryant Banks and Carter Banks 4L. But uh, yeah, you can even find me on YouTube at Carter Banks. So perfect, Mary. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at Closer Kitty, and whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. And there was two more super chats there. If you there were if you deign to read them at the end. Oh, okay. Uh, Goofer Trooper said, "I use the black heart for dudes and friends because I'm straight." LMAO. And you spelled straight S T R what? Like it's the nineties. I know. Fantastic. The, the black heart just has like an emo vibe. It doesn't mean like I don't feel very strongly about you. I just think it's like a neutral one you could send to anybody. I don't know. I I think that that would be the white heart, but. No, I Sometimes know. I just we do are the questioning little, uh, everything. thing with a three. We all interpret end. it differently. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love typing out the three. Uh, yeah. The heart. It says you're cooler than emojis. Totally. Um, Caper two X said, "Adios, Taylor." Adios. With some Howdy pirate flags. Adios. They look like pirate flags. Why that? I don't know. All right. Now, uh, and did you give me your socials? Did you give me everything? Yeah, I did. All right. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brett Dasovic, if you'd like to follow me there. Uh, for the show, we are on YouTube.com slash PopCultureCrisis five days a week at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. Grab a Cali burrito. Come listen to us on your lunch break. We appreciate it very greatly. Also, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify if you prefer to listen rather than watch, though I have no clue why you would want to do that at this point if you don't want to uh, see all the insanity that goes on here uh, when we're interacting with everybody. And then uh, also social media, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back on Monday with a new episode, guys. See you then. Bye. Bye.